Welcome to episode 90 of Both Down, the number one Blood Bowl podcast. In Oklahoma. That is indeed from Oklahoma. <laughs> That's the greatest opening ever. Uh, this is Steve, a.k.a. Kilowagi. With me, as always, is Scott, a.k.a. Scott Prime. Howdy, folks. How you doing? How you doing? I am exhausted still. <laughs> I'm still exhausted. It's so sad. Um, <laughs> last night, I went to bed. And I slept in till almost noon today on this Saturday. I... And I haven't done that in years. I changed my sheets last night. Got actually didn't change my sheets. I actually washed my sheets and put them back on so they're nice and fresh. Mm-hmm. Took a shower before I went to bed. It was all nice and clean. Went to bed at about 11. Put on some soft music. And woke up at 7. Like, oh, I it. thought you were going to say, like, <laughs> I had a nice romantic evening with myself. No, no I don't bring that up. <laughs> okay. Um, but yeah, so I still woke up at seven and then just laid there. I'm like, uh, go back to sleep. So then I went to back to sleep to like nine. Yeah, I walked out. I of can't the... do anything past that anymore. Well, normally I can't either. But uh, oh, anyways, let's just explain what, what we've been doing the last couple of weeks. Yes. Yeah, so obviously, you know, we had our Oklahoma Bowl tournament and... It was awesome. It really was. We had uh, Jonas and Anders came in from Sweden, that and Steve knew about this the whole time, uh, and Jennifer knew about it the whole time. Yeah, we'll go probably more in depth on that when we do the recap, but right. yes. So uh, we had um, 54 people, I believe. Yeah. Um, all the stats have been uploaded. Okay, good. Um, all the Sorry stats about for, any delay. We had... <laughs> for Spikey also has been uploaded. I had a... I had a new way of inputting the info into score because I had to do something to keep Scott off. Because normally Scott makes the score files for the NAF, but I had to do a different way so that he's like, well, why are you doing it? I'm like, well, I have I have a new way of doing stuff. I just wanted to get this inputted better. And I just want to make sure that, you know, he didn't see Andrews and Jonas on there. Well, it worked, so. But we also kind of messed up and left off a stat so i had to go back through and add everything it's always feels like we have it down after yeah. what eight years yes and we go to upload the thing and it says oh you're missing this and then you're missing this and yeah it, it's crazy yeah you had the uh, spiky one fairly messed up too because you still had my name um you had me and tim walker playing round one with a tie in the file i yeah, had i did because so. of reasons which oh. we'll go into later Oh, okay. Well, well you and not, I will. Not this episode. Okay. Well. No, it, it's it was a oh, it, it was, was a miscalculation thing that I had to put you well, guys together. Well, I. Anyways, long story short, I learned some things about score. Someone or not dropped. score, but I yeah. I had learned some things in the NAF side of the system how you can alter oh, matches and stuff like that. So yeah. while I was really pissed at you, <laughs> <laughs> I was just patient before I hit the finalize button mm -hmm. and I figured out how to delete all that and everything. Well, so that's good. anyways. Um Yeah, so we did that and then we had the Swedes with us for a week. Right. We both took off for work for a week. Well I originally didn't and then I had to give my shifts away. And what what it felt like and I don't want this to sound like I'm grumpy about it, but it sounds, I really felt like I took a vacation in my own city <laughs> and spent nearly vacation like money oh, yeah. in my own city. At the same time, why not working? Because I had to use all my vacation time when the government went on furlough. Yeah. 
for various reasons and stuff. So therefore, I was not making money, and yet I was spending money. I had and the that exact just made same me, thing. That upset me only in the fact of if maybe I would have known that they were coming in town, I could have snake hold, you know, yeah. or rat hold or however you, that phraseology is, hide more money from myself, mm-hmm. saving it for this occasion. But it was all worth it. It was all very fun. But it was a very exhausting week. <laughs> it was. When we do that recap, it will be a long episode because that's kind of what we do. We go through a little bit of it with Pete in this episode. Right. But yeah, that week with the Swedes was just yeah, we, monstrous. And then we had another week with Pete, mm-hmm. which and was it, amazing. And it was like the Swedes had a list of things they wanted to do. There was places I wanted to take them. There was places you wanted to take them. Mm-hmm. And then there was things that we just came up with to go On do. the fly. Yeah. So it, like I said, it was a, a very crazy week. Uh, it was very fun. It. So I mean, I'll, we just had it all. And also, I'll probably discuss this more in the major breakdown, but I had to drive to Dallas and back, which is about two and a half, three hours to mm-hmm. Dallas from here. The week of Oklahoma Bowl. To get Pete and the Swedes. The week after to drop to, the Swedes off. Right. And then the week after. To which, drop Pete off. And go see the baseball games. Right. And this is the first week after that. And this is the first time we've actually had a chance to sit down and do anything because you had to, luckily, you were training for a new position, which was an evening shift. Yeah, so like my schedule's been crazy too, folks. Like, um, so they told me I was going to start training for a new position the week that the Pete <laughs> and the Swedes in Oklahoma was going to come in, which was being shifting to nights. And I told him, you can't do that. I, like, well, I, I don't want to break out the surprise, but you can't do this. Well, <laughs> luckily my job worked with me and I was able to push myself back to the next training class and, um, so I'm in the middle of training now. And so all week I've worked nights, which is really weird when you work so used to getting up at 545 because mm-hmm. your body still wants to get up at 545 and you can't really go back to sleep. And with your with your job, it kind of varies. Like you could do a morning or you could do an evening, but you typically don't have one the whole week. <laughs> so it was usually like we can record pretty much any time because I'm mostly free any time. And Scott has one night free. We can record, so it's not a big deal. But all week I've worked nights, except for Thursday night I got off at midnight, came home, got to bed about 1, got up at 5.45, because I had to be back at work at 7 a.m. It was... It's just wrong. It was crazy. I mean, that's just how it worked. So um, back today, though, next week, and continue my training for certification, and in case people don't know, it's, I, I work out at the uh, FAA where they train uh, air traffic controllers. So I'm just in a new kind of class system where it's for... You're basically a role player. Yeah, kind of. a real life role player. Yeah, I got to know the system and the terminology. And every one of these, like the people that sit in the tower talk different than the people that are in, in route. And mm-hmm. everybody that talks in, they have all these different, what they call domains. Yeah. And the phraseology is just different. So it's a lot of stuff to learn. But hopefully I'll get it. Hopefully next episode I will not be saying like, well, I didn't pass, so I don't have a job. Because now I've been there long enough where they trust me that like the pressure is, you got to get this done. Or we'll see you later. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. At I'm least sure that's, what, 
At least that's what they claim. I, right. I think they I'm want sure they would just send you back if that was. I think they want everybody to take it serious. Is more yeah, absolutely. Anything. So uh, it has been. The, it feels like the last three weeks have been super crazy, super hectic, super busy, and yet full of a lot of love. Um, yeah, it's been amazing. So this but... episode, folks, we. I guess the cat the cat's out of the bag. This whole episode is going to be a, a big, long talk with Pete Nifton. Originally, it was going to be a section, like one segment, and it went so long. Steve and I talked and was like, "Let's just make this an episode because Blood Bowl is, you know, why we love a game and we love winning. I don't care what anybody says; everybody loves winning, <laughs> right? And we have fun with it. It's also about the people. I mean, like, a good, if you have a good role-playing group, it's not because everybody's leveled up great. It's mm-hmm. because you enjoy the company of people. And this whole little trip, you know, it was really weird because, like, it, it, from an artist standpoint, I have this, like, hero, oh, here's Pete Nifton. And then I got to spend two weeks with him. I got to my, have a... My biggest regret is we were outside on your porch one day. And Pete was sitting in a chair, you were on the ground, and you were showing him your art. It's like you were literally looking up to him as he's looking over your art. Oh, that's funny. And I thought of getting a photo right as he was giving you back the portfolio. (laughs) I was like, damn it. But I still got some photos of you like looking up to him. And I'm like, that just encapsulates it perfectly. Right. I mean, because the ninth grader in me is like in awe and love. Yeah. And then the the forty five year old in me is just like, and I don't mean this in a negative way. He's just a man. Yeah. And like it was cool to have my friend Pete Nifton there. Mm-hmm. But the ninth grader in me was going, <laughs> I can't believe the artist Pete Nifton is here. Yeah, it, it can be both. Yeah, and, and that's what the, what the whole weekend was. And if you follow us on Facebook or, well, I don't tweet too often anymore. But if you follow us on Facebook, whether it's the both down page or me or Steve. You know we did a lot of stuff. Oh, yeah. Um, and I wasn't even bothered posting much. I mean, Pete, you were posting. Pete was posting. Jonas was posting. I was just sitting back like, okay, whatever, guys. <laughs> there was a lot of people that was giving me a hard time. Like, you know, I was brown-nosing Pete or whatever. But, no, I was just... It was nice to see <laughs> him have a good time, too. Yeah. Because for years, we've talked to him behind the scenes. And yeah. we kind of know the inside of Pete more, you know, from a... From a different angle. Pete is human. Pete has, you know, issues where he's not happy all the time or, you know, wants to reach sure. out and say things. And we all are. I mean, yeah, I, absolutely. I, I've gone to him with like, uh, man, you know, life sucks right now and vice versa. So it's great it was, that we have friends that we may have met one time or not even met personally and they still reach out to us. They see us as friends because we communicate so much on Facebook or through the podcast. Same thing with Jonas when he was really yeah. down with his the passing of his father. I couldn't help him. No. But I reached out and said, I'm here if yeah, you want to talk. And he just said, you know, the, if I remember right, it was just something to the effect of like, that's all I need, knowing that yeah. you're there, you know, in case I need you. So sometimes Blood Bowl is more about the community than the game because we all have great friends. And Pete from mentions this that, game. you know, it's the whole, it's not about the games, it's about the people. So this episode is pretty much us talking to pete we let him go at his own pace instead of abbreviating it down to like 30 minutes right and we decided just to keep all this in there for you so we really hope that you sit back and just enjoy um and basically uh, there's a few times that we mention you might have heard this earlier or you know in the wrap-up which we haven't done yet 
we'll be honest, we'll be doing that shortly. Right. Because so, we were planning on talking about Oklahoma Bowl weekend, like some details, yeah. who won, who didn't win, all these things. But we just, this just needs its own episode. Yeah, and we have been extremely tired. So, <laughs> Well, there is a little bit of that, um, too. We'll do this, and then we're going to come back, do some shout outs. And to keep you abreast of future, we will be doing a, a full wrap-up show in probably the next episode. Mm-hmm. Probably, we didn't technically miss a month, in case you're curious. We put out the primary in March 1st, so. Yeah, technically, we're kind we're of good. still okay. But um, you know what? So, we'll probably, this will we're be. still more accurate than a lot of podcasts. Oh, for sure. Blood Bowl podcast. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, this will be April 15-ish episode, and then we'll have another in a couple of weeks, probably, yep. for so you still the, have time the if, roundup. If you are listening to this, you have more questions for us, you have shout-outs, maybe some tournaments that you want to get to. Yeah. And ask for just a shout-out for you. Um, get those in soon, and yep. we'll uh, do our best to get them at the shout-outs for you. So, and hopefully we'll have photos of the tournaments and all the awards and stuff up on Facebook soon, too. Right. Um, so, anyways, folks... Enjoy this these next couple of segments with Steve Scott and Mr. Pete Nepton. Both Down is brought to you by Wizards Asylum, your premier source for comics and games in Norman, Oklahoma. Check them out online at their new home, wizardsnorman.com. All right, we're here with the man, the myth, the legend, the creator of the Visual Blood Bowl universe, Mr. Pete Nifton. Say hello, Pete. Hello, guys. How are you doing? <laughs> we're, do- we're doing great. <laughs> Good. As if you haven't been, you know, here a week and a half already. Yes. <laughs> We've been an excellent time. Good. Are, are you sick so, of us yet? Yeah. Yeah, you're sick of us? No, of course not. How could I get sick of you guys? Yeah, absolutely uh, not. According to everyone else, pretty easily. <laughs> well, they don't know you like I know you. So, well, yeah, there you go. Is yeah. that uh, so? Swiftly along. Where should we start? From the very beginning. Yeah, I like, guess just go. Pete flew over here. <laughs> yeah, he Pete. had a terrible time getting here. Uh, Pete had an adventure. It was a nightmare. Yeah. Line after line after line, just to get into a line at the Atlanta that's, airport. That's true, yeah. I had to queue for an hour to join a queue. That yeah. is crazy. Mm. Big props to you, because as Steve knows, I do not like even traveling alone, driving somewhere. If it's more than two hours, I'm I, I'm just too scared I'll fall asleep or get lost. or I'm really weird about that. Yeah. So, big props to you for making it over. Well, I'm not a fantastic traveler myself. Um and it was really horrifying to see every worst fear that you could possibly have <laughs> unfolding before your very eyes. Oh, <laughs> no. It was, yeah. It, everything that could go wrong, aside from a plane crashing, yeah. pretty much went wrong. It did. I was so scared we were going to get a text that you said, I've had enough. I'm going home. And that did occur like... to me. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering as, as well, because... Pete just wasn't able to get Wi-Fi at the airports. No. So even trying to go and pick him up was an adventure, mm. which I'll probably just go over my adventure when we do the breakdown of Oklahoma. Sure. Um, but it all worked out well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, once we got you here. But I, <laughs> I got a text 
I think it was late Saturday night or Sunday morning that said from Pete, I'm going to make it on the, the flight to Dallas. I'll see you guys tonight, oh. which was, yeah, which is what we should have got on Thursday, Friday, Friday morning. Or, I'm sorry. Yeah. Friday about probably one o'clock or so. Yeah. It's basically saying I'm going to catch the three o'clock plane. Yeah. That's what Hopefully it was. it'll work out. You're right. And I, I got it at four in the morning. And yes, I saw that. And was I was so early. tired. I'm like, <laughs> I don't know if he's actually getting on a plane and going back home. <laughs> well, I and didn't know either. I, I, at this point, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> because I saw it. And then I was like, I thought he was in the other room over in my house. Yeah. And then I was like, well, he's a grown man. <laughs> <laughs> and he was staying with you at the time. Yeah. So I didn't know at all. Like, did he just catch a ride with someone to the airport and like, fuck it, I'm gone. <laughs> it's like, I can't blame him either. <laughs> So no, I've never been so glad to sit down on any mode of transportation as I was to sit down <laughs> on that plane to Dallas. It was, oh, yeah. You know, I didn't even care if I was in the luggage. You know, it was just get me out of Atlanta. So just for the quick breakdown for everyone, uh, Pete was supposed to arrive on the Thursday before Oklahoma and get into Dallas about 11 o'clock at night. And he did not get into Dallas until 3 in the afternoon on Friday. Mm. and he had to stay overnight at the airport pretty much you said you left about midnight and got a hotel for four hours yeah i got a motel for about four hours yeah and then you had to get back to the airport and sit around all day five o'clock in the morning Jeez. um i didn't get a flight till i think it was it was supposed to be two but that was delayed until about three yeah and so i had everything scheduled you know as you know by now, uh, the Swedes came over, mm. and I had them scheduled for Thursday before. I had Pete scheduled for Thursday before. Yeah. So all I had to do was go down Friday, pick everybody up, and come back up and have a whole day to plan a surprise for Scott. And it just turned into... Actually, it worked out for the best, because mm. uh, the Swedes and I got to visit my brother, get some lunch, go to Madness. Well, it worked out great for you guys, not for yeah. Pete. Not, not so much for Pete. Well, we were hiding a dark secret, though. Hmm. The Swedes. (laughs) (laughs) Great guys, huh? Fantastic. Anders and Jonas are just two of the nicest guys I've ever met. And that's the first time you've met them, right? I I was just curious because in my brain, you travel to all sorts of Blood Bowl tournaments, and I know that's probably not true, but in my brain... That's what you do in your spare time, <laughs> and you know you might have seen them because I know they go, they travel across Europe and go to. A well, few they also events. went to the last World Cup, and Pete actually went to the last World Cup. Right, I so. didn't see them. I mean, that they you probably saw them, but you just didn't know who they were. They do look very distinctive. <laughs> yes, that's true. But I don't that, think they had the curly mustaches at the time. All the, all the bowler hat. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they've uh, metamorphosized into these great people, but wonderful guys. So we finally got Pete in, um, picked him up, went his rush hour traffic in Dallas, so went to BJ's, got him some proper beer, got him some food in him, came up, surprised you. Well, the thing about that which really tickled me was that the very first food I ate in Texas was Brussels sprouts. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, That was Jonas's choice. He recommended them. They and like, they were very, very good. But. They actually were. They were like... Uh, were they fried or something? Seared yeah. with some the, type of sauce. Those are really good cooked like that. Yeah. I, I didn't think I would like Because they were like sprout. basically charred. He was yeah. basically just eating char at that point. Well. Which I'm good with. They're Brussels sprouts, Steve. 
That's what that flavor is. Yeah. <laughs> Nor the Brussels sprouts, but the anti-vegetable man. Eh, it happens. <laughs> All right, then. What time did y'all get here? Got it back to here about nine, probably about ten, nine thirty right. to ten, and That's hung right. out a little bit, and then basically said, "Okay, everybody, get out of here. We got Oklahoma Bowl to come up." Yeah, I was so mad at you because like you were like you texted me and said, <laughs> "Hey, I need your help." carrying pete's stuff in and i yeah. was like you're a grown man how can you not just help him carry two bags and then i've you know the big reveal was is it was to lure me outside just to sneak the swedes in mm-hmm. which everybody in the world was in on except for me pretty much and um that was a really douchebag move of all of you you're welcome including jennifer so um but it was a nice surprise and I was so mad that y'all surprised me. I probably couldn't even enjoy the moment fully. Right. No, because we had Oklahoma Bowl to mess with the next day, too. Well, I was so stressed that day because Pete's, I'm worried about Pete. And then you kept telling me, don't worry about it. And I didn't know you were sneaking down there. Yeah, Scott wanted to go. And I made sure that he didn't so that because I, I couldn't have more room. I had to rent a car as it was just to make sure I had room for all the luggage. Well, I was furious at Steve. I was like, why the hell would you go to Dallas until you know he's in texas you know <laughs> and because you know you get frustrated and leave and which i wouldn't blame you if i was in lines all day or anything else but it all worked out fine so i think we let you sleep for what six hours before waking up to go to oklahoma Bowl? Or, no you no, he came late you came a little bit late jennifer yeah, brought did, you yeah. In. um yeah we let him sleep in since you know he needed to sleep in yeah <laughs> why don't you uh due to the uh Excessive levels of stress. I never experienced any form of jet lag. It was just... <laughs> well, that's, that's true. Just full-on anxiety. Yeah. <laughs> well, you had all the jet lag at the ho- at the airport that one day. Yeah. Just, uh, ugh. Well, you but got, no, I felt fine. And Jennifer took you to the Waffle House, if I recall, right? No, we went to Chicken Filet. Oh, Chick-fil-A, that was yeah. the first day. Yeah. And you didn't care for that. Um. It was okay. Uh, I think that was my first experience of grits there, which I really enjoyed. Uh, no, I, I see. No, Chick-fil-A was your first day. Jennifer took you to Waffle House the second day. That's where you yeah. got a good meal. Because mm. I remember you had, <laughs> I think you described it to me as, this is like baby food. I did not enjoy my chicken and biscuits. No. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, the second day you had your grits over at Waffle House, <clears throat> if well, I remember correctly. I don't know what to say about biscuits and gravy. They're absolutely revolting. <laughs> um, yeah, Pete's not, not a fan. To be, not to be recommended to anyone. Uh, <laughs> you got to be born in America, I think, to, or maybe just born in Oklahoma. I yeah, like I biscuits and gravy. I don't get the gravy part. Well, it's just, you don't get anything. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, we had 54 people for Oklahoma. Mm. Jennifer brought you down. We're... What was your thoughts? Because here you are in another country, and quite honestly, I mean, we've been friends on Facebook, but being friends on Facebook and meeting people in real life is two different things. Were you yeah. scared, nervous? Because I sure hell would have been. Yeah. Um, t- to be honest, I wasn't nervous at all. Um, you know, uh, certain things make me extremely nervous, but kind of meeting people doesn't. And the one thing I knew for certain is that at Oklahoma Bowl, I would be amongst friends. And 
there's nothing better than a crowd of Blood Bowl fans when they get together. <laughs> That's true. It's very true. Because I might be sat there drawing, working away, doing sketches for people, but constantly in the background is there are people having fun, people laughing, you know, ridiculous arguments, the odd <laughs> shriek of terror. Um, it's a good background to work to. Good. And uh, I thoroughly enjoyed the whole thing. Um, when the Orc war boss turned up, that was an absolutely fantastic... Uh, <laughs> that was pretty awesome. Peter cosplay, that was. Um, yeah. And it was so heavy. I tried to pick up the uh, axe, and that took some hefting. Yeah, he so, let me put on the, the hand with the, the hammer and the other one. That's right, yeah. He's just like, okay, this has some heft to it. Mm. You could actually hurt somebody. Um, it must have been evenly distributed over his body for him to carry the stuff, you know, because it was a seriously heavy piece of kit. Oh, yeah. But he looked fantastic. You know, uh, one of my favorite parts of the day, that was. Yeah, that was that was really cool. Big big shout out to Ted for, what, randomly driving through the area to randomly pick up his costume? Randomly driving through the area, yeah. Yeah, that, that, was, that was just sheer luck, you know, mm. to have him there and help us. He stood in the background and presented awards. <laughs> I, he had to be hot as hell in that thing, too. Yeah, but he but, seemed to have fun. Yeah, that was really cool. So you did a bunch of sketches. Yeah. Um, we, we sold some uh, art prints. Art prints. We still have some left, so if anyone wants some, just contact us, and we can make sure yeah. to get them sent out to you. We have signed Pete Nifton art prints, and you can contact Steve, and he can ship them out. Mm -hmm. And the money will go to Pete, so just know that you're... Still yeah. supporting him and his artwork and his craft. So it'll come in a tube. So it's like a tube. We're not gonna fold them up and just uh, press them in. <laughs> That'd be much easier. Trust me. <laughs> no, I got some tubes. Just back to Oklahoma, Paul. Um, it was a really friendly event, and the place it was held in, the Wizards Asylum, is an absolutely cracking shop. Um, I didn't get much chance to have a look around until the second day. Yeah. And uh, I, I was thoroughly blown away by some of the stuff they had in there. Um, oh, he's, he's done a great job with that place since he moved. Mm. There's, yeah. there's the part of me that wishes he had more comics, but the truth is, is a lot of those comics don't. We make our money off board games and yeah. like magic cards and stuff like that. But he could probably get rid of the old comics and put well, in more I know, but games. The, the old comic guy in me likes having that stuff around. Yeah. I mean, I got a couple of books that I've been after for a while, so. I saw I you picked very up Mr. Pleased. Miracle. What else did you pick up? What else pick up? I picked up Fantastic Four. Oh, that's good. Um, but I was thoroughly chuffed with my, my Mr. Miracle. That's just, you know, <laughs> one of the best comics to come out over the past decade, I think. If, every time we get one in, I tell Brian, like, I'm going to get that at the end of this weekend or whatever, and somebody always buys it. We've been selling it consistently mm. ever since. You you took my copy, actually. <laughs> <laughs> and laughed while I was doing it. <laughs> That's okay. He can order more in. He, yep. And he has. He has one down there for me. So, um, so yeah. Saturday night, you went to Lazy Circles, right? That's right, yeah. A nice little bar downtown, yeah, Norman. Jonas, Anders, and uh, Jeffro, Jeff Gallenbeck, yes. took them around. They went to... Y'all didn't go to multiple bars, just the one. No, just the one. Which was kind of scary because last time Jeffro took people <laughs> around, people came back really drunk and wild. But, but that was, we were okay. That yeah. was much more uh, the spoon influence, I think. I'm going to use this opportunity right now to talk to the Americans. I spent 10 days with three. Is it okay to call you a European? Of course it is, yeah. Okay, okay. Um, three Europeans. Who every day drank, almost every meal drank uh, alcohol. Yeah. You know what? They never got drunk. 
Here in America, and especially in Oklahoma, when somebody says, I want to drink, they get messed up. Yeah. And it's, I guess it's a culture thing. Big cut, or we're stupid or something. But It's it definitely was, a culture thing where we have the, make it seem interesting <laughs> and so off limit and, you know. I don't know. It was just, it was odd and really cool to know, like, oh, people are, there's people in the world who can drink without getting drunk every night. <laughs> well, and that was, that if was we, nice. If we got drunk, we'd never be sober because <laughs> we just drink to dull the existentialist hell of living in Britain. <laughs> it's kind of what the Swedes said, too, just to feel anything. Really? Which makes me wonder about how things are over there. Well, but, I think every country has their own stuff. Sure, absolutely. We don't have to get into politics. <laughs> nope. Sure not. We found out, Pete, that people don't like it when we talk any bit of politics on this podcast. Well, thank God for that, because I'm not really up for it. I've just <laughs> lost all interest. You know? um, Sunday, we had a spiky cup. Or Oklahoma, we had 54 people, mm-hmm. so that was really cool. And then uh, only five of them from Oklahoma. We did have a customer at Wizards come in, and he was just shocked that we had a guest artist. And we had all these people. And he said, Scott, how did you get all these people from Oklahoma to come? And I said, dude... There's only five from Oklahoma. We have a Canadian. We have a guy from England. We have two guys from Sweden. And he was just, he was floored by it. And I guess what I keep, I keep saying this all the time when people talk to me like privately or whatever about tournament advice Mm -hmm. and stuff, just keep running tournaments. You might only get eight people. You might get six people. If you keep putting work into it, eventually people will come. Yeah. That doesn't mean you're going to have 54. And we're, never very, expect we're very locals. blessed to have that many. And I don't, who knows? We might never again. Yeah. But just keep putting in the hard work. And if you want to succeed at running Blood Bowl tournaments or doing stuff, you're going to have to get out and give to the community to get something back. You can't expect other people to do it. For sure. Because there was not one Blood Bowl tournament ran in Oklahoma before we started it. Yeah. So there you go. Uh, Spiky Cup. The next day was Spiky Cup. We had 46, I believe. Think so. Yeah. Uh, Steve doesn't remember. Dude, Steve can't remember anything. <laughs> it was been very, going nonstop. It Steve's was very, running on fumes. <laughs> very tiring weekend, which led into a tiring week. Um, we then had 46 people for Spiky Cup. It went really smooth. Pete drew sketches all day. Um, I believe you had a list of sketches to continue to do. Is yeah, I've still got some to do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And then um, I'm gonna give him more. And then <laughs> um, then we went out for sushi, which has been a tradition for what we call sushi, and what it, any foreigner would not. Yeah, the yeah the sushi wasn't wasn't that good. Um, <laughs> See, that's one of my favorite places to eat. Well, it's like faux sushi. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got to have some cream cheese on your sushi and stuff, no, right? <laughs> cream cheese, mayonnaise, fried stuff, you know. Sushi. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, I thought it was okay uh, for a bit. Yeah. Uh, and but then you think, actually, this is not what I'm used to. Right. Um, it, was, it was okay. Nice. Sure. But I've eaten better. Well, that's what Jonas said, too. Jonas mm. and Andrew said the same thing. So we're so used to it that I feel like that's the best sushi place. But anyways, we did that. I think we hung out that night a little bit. And then everybody was exhausted, I went to know. bed. <laughs> yeah. So after a long weekend, you know, we called it a night. The next morning, we kind of slept in. I believe we had some breakfast. 
at the omelet place sure. with Chance and Drew to see them away. Yes, yes um, that's exactly what we did. And then we had some Hooters that day. That's right, yeah, first time I've ever been. Same with Jonas and Anders, which blows my mind that that was on their list of to-do things. Yeah, but it's a worldwide brand. It makes sense. I, I understand. Just one of the last places I would have thought. That like if I went to some... London, I'd want to go to Harrods. Okay. Harrods is probably not that interesting to them, but sure. I've heard of it. So we had some wings. Any thoughts on that? Just lots I, of wings. Yeah, I think uh, we were all just tired and happy to sit down and just Yeah, chill lots out. of wings, lots of cold beer. Um, I think I had a Big Daddy or something. Uh, I think yeah, so, you yeah. and Anders took down some Big Daddies. Mm. No, it was superb wings. Um, Tuesday, we some of us went to the zoo. You yeah. and Pete stayed behind. You said, I'm exhausted. Can I please yeah, not I just, go? I just did that, nothing. That was the text. Can I please not go? I was like, do I have to go to the zoo or can I just stay home? So like, I I took the kids. I really wanted to go, but I was just... I couldn't. Right. Me and Jen took the kids. Like, you guys hang out. I think Pete stayed at the house and just chilled yeah, up. Yeah, put some work. Yeah. And um, really nothing really exciting there. I don't even know if we didn't food that night that I recall. We might have. But I don't remember. Probably. I don't know. Man. <laughs> we just it did all this blends last week, in. didn't we? Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, Wednesday was the big day where we went to... Wednesday was the big day that we went to Cattleman's. Uh, Jennifer went along with us. We had a meal down at uh, the, just the Cattleman's restaurant. If you are from out of town, that's the big deal. Yeah, it's like the most well-known Oklahoma restaurant. And it's right next to the stockyard, so I guess the meat's supposed to be fresh. Yeah, like they as... go out there and pick out a cow and slaughter them right in front of you. <laughs> it's as fresh as you're going to get. <laughs> I thought I've ate there before. Yeah. I didn't recognize anything inside, what it looked like, so nothing. We went left. And like I said, I've eaten there before, and I went to the right. And it felt like a much smaller store and kind of booths, not as fancy. Okay. But this was definitely the more fancy area. Let me tell you something. The prices of the menu said that place was fancy. That they did. We had some calf fries. Or lamb fries. Lamb fries, yeah. Which, if you don't know what those are, we had lamb balls. (laughs) We had to have Pete try balls. What did you think of balls, Pete? I, I I love them. I, I I do love the taste of balls. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they, but honestly, they didn't taste like oh, anything. They just tasted like breading. They were like, it was a weird texture of the meat. I mean, I didn't, I didn't it was, hate it, to be honest with you. No. I, I didn't know what they were. Um, it could have been anything. Yes, yeah. that's exactly it. Was it was just something in batter. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, I couldn't even tell you if it was meat. Like, if you gave that to me and told me it was meat, I'd be like, mm. okay. Well, if you told me it was some type of mushed peas or something. Okay. Oh, yeah, mushed peas. Uh, that's the only reason I'm going home. Because <laughs> you can't get mushy peas in Oklahoma. Uh, Send but, mushy peas. We get to keep peas. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I had possibly the best steak I've ever had at the Cattleman's. That, that was divine. Jonas said the same thing. Yeah. Although Jonas got the T-bone. Mm. I think you got the sirloin. Yeah. Um, I got the filet. Yeah, you got the filet mignon. It was very good. Yes, it was. It was very expensive, but you, I'll tell you what, I'm ready to go back again sometime. That's you worth know, it. T- t- I want to get t- the T-bone just t- to see. I didn't know Jennifer loved it. I mean, she was when she heard y'all wanted to go there. She was just like, "We got to go." I used to go all the time with my, yeah, with her ex and stuff. So like, I yeah. love the rolls. The but bread was nice. Bread was amazing. The salad was pretty good. Pete salad did it smart. Cool, yeah. You did it smart. You did not take the house dressing. No. 
that was smart because <laughs> the house dressing was too much. But salad was good. No, I had the balsamic. Yeah. 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 Can't the, go wrong with mashed that. potatoes suck, so don't get anyway, the mashed anyway, potatoes. Anyway. <laughs> Come on, get to the interesting part. Okay. Well, the cowboy still no, yeah, yeah. go, go for it, Pete. <laughs> yeah. Go for it. So afterwards, we went to actually next, we went to a little store next to it that just yeah. had kind of kitschy cowboy stuff. Okay. Can I talk about this? Yeah. Pete's excited. I can tell. We go into the store. He kind of wanders around. See, up to this point, I've been playing like over guests. Like, are you okay, sir? Do you need anything, sir? <laughs> Finally, about this time, I realized let him wander. He's a grown man. He'll say something. He even told me that. He goes, if I need something, I'll let you know. I'm like, okay, make yourself at home. Blah, blah, blah. Finds him an Oklahoma hat and some gloves. <laughs> yeah, I'll, You I'll have go. to talk about these gloves because I've never seen a grown man so happy about what looks like work gloves to me. And him and Jonas both got pretty much the same exact type. Yeah. Never would have guessed it. Go In- for it. Independently. Yes. We didn't communicate about the gloves. Not at all. But what they are is they're what I would describe as drover's gloves, which are work gloves. And as a kid growing up, one of my favourite TV shows was The High Chaparral. And Uncle Buck in in the show always used to wear his drover's gloves, even in the bath, which (laughs) as a kid, that was one of the coolest things I'd ever seen. That makes more sense. He never never took them off. And I developed this kind of weird cowboy glove fetish thereafter. (laughs) Uh, And uh, I just couldn't believe the fact that, you know, I found a pair. Yeah. And and an Oklahoma hat too. The Oklahoma hat works perfect for you. Well, I... Just look like one of the locals, really. You really do. <laughs> We've lost him a couple of times. Like we went to the casino one day, uh, last week, and trying to find you, just walking around. It's like, oh, there's an old guy with a hat. Oh no, different guy. There's a guy with a hat. Nope, there's a guy. Mm, damn it, he's blend in. He bought these gloves. He puts them on, and the smile on his face was like I gave him a million dollars and a set of boobs that he could touch. Mm-hmm. He was just so happy. And he put them on, and he just was listening to him squeak and rolling his <laughs> fingers through them. It was it was magical. He yeah. also had the magic of bacon soda. Oh yeah, because they have a whole weird. bunch of weird sodas there. It actually tasted of bacon. It did, and it even had the aftertaste of like a smoke, smoky flavor. Yeah, it was even slightly greasy as well. It was just, it was just <laughs> one of those not, peculiar things. It's not good. Only topped by Jonas buying some celery soda a couple of days later. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Which did taste of. It's amazing. They do taste of what they say on the bottle, you know. <laughs> uh, but I'll definitely have bacon soda again. Yeah. Yeah, and then so, after so, that, so this area of town, just to describe people in case you're not oh, from yeah. Oklahoma, is it's kind of the western area of town, right? It's called if Stockyard City, it's Stockyard very western. City. Yeah, if you have a horse and you need a saddle, there's places that sell them. If yeah. you need a pair of cowboy boots, which I'll let Pete explain here in a second, you can go to stores. So we went over to after this little store. We went to what? Did, what was it called? Is it Teeners? Western what, what, Outfitters or Langston's? We okay. went to Langston's next. Yeah, I, th- I think I call it. I always call it Teeners, but no. So, Pete, we go into Langston's. You see a lot of cowboy stuff. Oh, yeah. Go for <laughs> it. <laughs> we forgot to go to the look at the hats, though. We never made it back. What, to the cowboy hats? Yeah. Well, that's fine. But So, we're in, we're in Langston's, and it has Western stuff everywhere. Now, Pete, you love, you told me, some of your friends even tease you because you love this Western Americana stuff so Oh, much. God, yeah, definitely. 
So he was in his element. I was. <laughs> <laughs> and being around Oklahoma my whole life, it's just like, well, this is normal. Yeah. You know, this is what you find at these places. So I, overall, you guys made me really appreciate our state well, even what, more. What, what astonished me was the fact that not only are there aisles of blue jeans, but aisles of boots. <laughs> oh, yeah. And the boots range from... The very mundane to the very spectacular, very decorated stuff. So and if very... that's not good enough, if you go around a corner and there's like an aisle full of spurs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I just, I just love the idea of jingle jangling walking down the sidewalk. You know, it's fantastic. And if you go around the corner, you've got your belts and you've got your lariats. You know, if you want to rope a steer, just get yourself... I mean, the amount of washing lines I went through as a kid, <laughs> trying to rope my mate on his bike, you know. Yeah, we these went, were proper cowboy stuff. It yeah, we brilliant. went to another store, not the Western Wear store, but an actual saddler yeah, like we, gift store. Mm -hmm. But they sold true lassos and lariats and I would have, prods yeah. and whips and everything. Like yeah. practice steers that you can throw the line on. The genuine reaction Pete gave when he turned around, I think you realized that we were in there and there was boots, but I think at some moment you turned around and did you say, oh my God, look at the fucking boots, or did you say, something like that. There was some comment with a cuss word in it, and it was just pure shock of like, holy hell, there's a lot of boots here. It, yeah. was, it was so fun. Well, the thing is, you know, I have your bandana and everything with me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> look at this cowboy. Um... <laughs> Never got to wear that, but never mind. There's always hey, tomorrow. There's still time. Yeah, there's still. A few uh, I I I loved all that sort of stuff. Uh, fantastic. Uh, yeah, uh, it certainly fed my cowboy fetish for the next. <laughs> sort of, uh, <laughs> I can't wait to get home and look through me Roy Rogers annuals. There you yeah. go. Yeah. And then after that, A after that, we left and, you. Me and Jennifer went home because I had kid stuff to do, and then right. you guys took off. We left you there, and then we headed off to shoot guns. So we went to Wilshire Guns, which is kind of a hipstery place. And, and you met Scott Hess. Met, Scott, met up with Scott Hess. Okay. He brought some guns for us to shoot. However, the place that we went to didn't have any of his ammo. Uh, so we had to rent guns. So is that a big price difference since I didn't go? Yeah. Well, I mean, we... Did it go from like $20 to $100, or does it... No, it just it, what it came up to like twenty five bucks each. Mm. wasn't too bad. We rented a nineteen eleven. Was it Colt nineteen eleven? Yeah, Colt nineteen eleven. And then a Sig Rattler. Yeah, uh, which is a machine pistol. So it's kind of like a rifle. That's cool. Um, so we got a ton of ammo and got a couple of lanes, and we were all by ourselves at the thirty five yard range instead of the shorter or longer ones so so who's the best marksman out of you two that'd be me it but. must it must <laughs> have been scott i think uh, scott hess scott hess was good yeah was he? anders yeah. wasn't bad because anders is ex-military right so. well um, i would say anders was the most comfortable around all the guns really <laughs> yeah he's like oh you just do this <laughs> pete tried to kill us all <laughs> waving a gun around yeah i heard about this the gun had uh, nothing in it the, the gun had no cartridge or a had no magazine. It was unbolted or whatever. So there was no chance he was going to shoot anyone. But 
still he was just like turned around and like waving the gun <laughs> oh man this is awesome but no no just, just put it down just put it down just put it back put it down yeah. i mean the first time i fired a gun i i, I you know i don't know never never i i haven't shot a gun in years but this time around it, it just went bang oh that's yeah. that gonna be my question is it is it was this the very first time no it wasn't no okay no dude shot a desert eagle before yeah right? Many years ago, I went shooting with Pretty big. a guy called John Ward, and uh, we went out to this uh, range near Northampton, I think it was, and that was back in the 90s when it was still legal to do all this sort of stuff in the UK. Yeah. Um, and we just shot uh, an Uzi because you have to. Oh, my to. gosh. If you can, you do. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Um, a Desert Eagle and a classic... 45 long slide yeah um you know uh good time well, desert eagle went off like a bomb though you know <laughs> absolutely <laughs> terrifyingly loud and yeah i mean one of the things about us going to the the, the the wilshire range was that by the end of it we were firing guns john woo style you know side mm-hmm. sideways on and all, all that <laughs> Because we got a bit cocky after firing so many rounds. <laughs> it's way uh, more accurate sideways, right? I don't know, but you, you know, we should have had two jumping through a plate glass window. You know, <laughs> there you go. In slow motion. Uh, it was a fantastic day out, though, but it's not something I'd like to do regular. And I'd certainly no. never, ever want to own a gun. No. No. I, it's a lot of fun, though. I don't hate people who own guns, but I just never grew up around them, so I just... I don't have a desire either. No. I just... My parents never had them, so... Anyways, my dad did just not my thing. Uh, and then after that, uh, we went up to Quail Springs Mall area, uh-huh. which has some of the nicer shops, and uh-huh. went to a tactical store for five eleven that Jonas and Andrews wanted. Nothing there they wanted to buy, so just kind of left because it wasn't any cheaper than mm-hmm. Sweden. We ended up going to Red Robin because we were waiting for you and stuff. So instead of eating there, we just wanted a milkshake or something to bide some time and we ended up getting three milkshakes and pete got a beer and the total came to 1911 so the waiter's like oh it's just like the gun we're like dude we just came from shooting that so it was a interesting kismet thing Hmm. and then we went to buy shoes of all the exciting things who bought shoes uh, I bought shoes, and uh, I think Anders. No, Jonas bought. Jonas his dress bought shoes. shoes. That's where Anders got his hat. Ah, the magical hat. Yes, he got a new hat. That hat fit him perfect, didn't it? It suited him down to the ground. It I mean, really did. Let me tell you, Anders and Jonas. We can't. I don't think any of us can say enough about them. Have you guys ever? You guys ever read Hitman, the <laughs> DC comic? Yeah. yeah. Aren't those two like just two of the good guys hanging out in the bar? <laughs> yes. At any time that Tommy Monaghan needed somebody, he could mm-hmm. go in there and grab Anders, especially Anders. Anders looks like the guy to be at the bar with a funny dad joke well, at any time to grab. They fit perfectly the dichotomy of like all comedy duos. The tall, thin one, the short, stocky one, the one kind of serious, the one kind of goofy, the goofy ones the ones just going to go crazy and kill a whole bunch of people <laughs> we decided at the zoo because you know we took all our children and the zoo was crowded that day yeah it was spring break so that's why yeah. all the kids were off and 
if we lost a child, we look around and go, where's, where's so-and-so? Where's, where's Parker? And you could go look way back. And Anders was with him. Mm-hmm. But Anders wasn't like right next to him holding his hand or anything like that. He was letting him do his thing, yeah. but he was watching out for him. And same thing with Jonas. Where's Eden? Where's Eden mm-hmm. at? And we look around, and Jonas might be there watching him. You know, that's just an awesome feeling. I know we probably think like, well, of course, why would they not do that? But it was, to me, the part of... <laughs> Having good friends is when you don't see each other, but when you do, you pick right back up mm-hmm. and you don't just talk about the good memories. It just feels natural, if that makes sense. And that's the that's my, I think, the beautiful part of Jonas and Anders is they just feel natural mm-hmm. and stuff. They're just good people. And I can't say that enough. I, I even put on Facebook, like, Sweden, you should be <laughs> proud of them. because yeah. They are great guys. It just... Yeah, I mean, you you can't help but love them, and they fit right in with the kids. The kids loved them and stuff, so anyways, hats off to them. I know it sounds like I'm sucking their dick, but... Pretty much. They have nice dicks. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know what to, you know. What you don't to get say. circumcised ones that often around here. <laughs> um, Uncircumcised. Killed my own Did we joke. do anything else? So after all that, you guys came back, and we... By somebody's request, was it Jonas? I think who it was wanted Jonas. Chicken and waffles, of all things. And the little fast foodish type place down the street here had chicken and waffles special on Wednesday night. Slim chickens of previous Oklahoma Bowl or something meetups. Yeah. So, what do you think of chicken and waffles? Well, I was asked on Facebook, "What does chicken and waffles taste like?" And I said, "Well, you know what a waffle is. You know what a chicken is." Chicken and waffle just tastes like chicken with waffle. Now just add butter <laughs> and syrup you to it. Put and... some butter on it and you put some maple syrup over the top. It works in a strange sort of way. Again, it's not one of those things I'd like regularly, but yeah. once in a while you think, okay, chicken and waffle. So yeah. Anders and I came up with a better version of it. So you okay. do a whole grain waffle okay, and then you do spicy chicken. So you have the sweet and the spicy with the maple. Mm-hmm. That would probably be a lot better. Yeah. I think that would be better than because this just kind of went into mush after a My while. My whole thing with chicken and waffles is is it's good for about eight bites. Yes, and then after that, I've done. Mm. I've had enough. Just becomes mush. Yeah, and then so. just forcing it down. <laughs> but that was interesting. Mm-hmm. This, I think the Swedes kind of liked it, but only because they were trying it. It was unique. Yeah, we had that going for us. All right, to Thursday. That was the morning of donuts, I believe. <laughs> yeah. The and first think, crappy donuts. <laughs> I think Pete stayed totally away from the donuts. Oh, yeah. I'm not <laughs> I, I, I'm not a donut fan. The donut uh, worthy of mention will occur later on in this, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we'll get to that. Yeah. So, yeah, Jonas and Anders wanted to take us. They said... We just wanted some local donuts. So we took them for some local donuts. They got a kind of a selection of them. It was funny to watch them cut them up in little pieces and try them. Mm-hmm. Um, I smartly, I knew we were going to Thai Kitchen later that day where I was going to hog out like a fool. Yep. So I had one donut just to be part of the gang. And that was, that was a, a good decision. Then we went to... Before we went to Thai Kitchen, which is in downtown Oklahoma City. Let me tell you something, folks. I haven't drove that many times to or around Oklahoma City since I worked there like five years ago. (laughs) 
because uh, it seemed like every day our trip took us through Oklahoma City. Yeah. Um, where did we go first? Memorial. We, we went to the and bombing went to memorial. The memorial. Um, there was something said that I just kind of curious about talk about on here. You said I think it was you or Jonas said something about like it was odd to see the memorial in a way that like what was the contents of what you said something like if we built a memorial every time something bad happened every time there was a bombing they'd be everywhere they'd be everywhere yeah and and that's one thing that we're lucky with here in america especially in oklahoma shit like that doesn't happen Mm. except that one time it did and it was really bad so we're like oh well we should probably put up a monument to it not to dismiss anyone that died or anything but I don't disagree with that sentiment. It's it's odd to well, I do guess that. I'm in the same boat, Steve, because until you said that, I was thinking like, yeah, there's a lot of bad shit that happens everywhere. Yeah. You know, so it was kind of a weird thing to visit it. That was the first time I visited it, too. Mm. So I mean, that, it's a lovely place. Oh, yeah. It's it very pretty. It's uh, very weird and odd because I remember the day that that happened. Yeah, of course. Everything. And we talked about that personally, but it was kind of neat to see. And at the same time, I never thought of it from that perspective. Mm. So that was a unique perspective to think of it in. Then basically we just walked around downtown. That's it. I mean. You guys killed me that day. We can't really. I know I didn't didn't probably bitch out loud. My hips have been hurting so bad. You guys were killing me. We went to Stark Tower or the Devon Energy Tower or whatever yeah. it's called. I call it Stark Tower. We walked all over the place. That building was crazy inside. I've never been in there either. I got a really good photograph of the roof. Nice. Um, which is sort of a lot of concentric circles. Yeah. yeah. Um, it was It was. It's really huge. I mean, I know it's huge anyways because you can see it. From huge almost from Oklahoma. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's huge for us. <laughs> But uh, you guys walked my butt all the way around Oklahoma City, and I was hurting, but I didn't want to say anything because you guys were teasing me for being a whiny bitch. Yeah, you did a good job because we didn't hear any bitching. <laughs> and then we took the tunnels. Yeah, Oklahoma City has a network of tunnels underneath it that connects some of the buildings, and probably At, not that unusual for most places, but kind of unusual. Probably. It was... I remember this as a child. There was a lot more stores in there when I was a child. Yeah, I've checked with other people, and there's a lot more stores when we were children. Okay. Yeah, yeah it's it, much different than we remember it as children. I thought it was neat, though, that they had the halls, like had different lights, so you knew which yeah, hall you were in. Almost idiot-proof. Yeah, very much so. <laughs> yeah, because if you're on the yellow route, all the lights are yellow. If you're down the green route, all the lights are green. Mm-hmm. And you can't miss it, because that's the right. only source of lighting, isn't it? Red lighting, yeah. green right. lighting. There were some good photos that were taken. I thought those were actually very interesting, to be honest with you. I, I liked seeing... It blows my mind how, like, here we are today, and you take a city like Oklahoma City, how big it is, and how it starts, you know, it... Yeah. It starts somewhere, right? I mean, New York started with a few buildings. Same thing. Mm-hmm. It just... It blows my mind to see... What am I trying to say? How the urban development happens so oh, yeah. quick. It's well, just, there's that photograph, isn't there, in the underground? It's like three shacks. Oh, um, yeah, they had, a, they had a, a lot of old pictures of Oklahoma yeah. City, and there was nothing there. <laughs> just three shacks, and then I think it says 15 years later, and there's a whole metropolis there now. The yeah. scale of building must have been absolutely astonishing. Yeah, and I'm assuming that happens has happened everywhere in the world. Oh, of know? course, yeah. It just it blows my brain. Yeah. 
I know this is the dumbest thing to say is like how it blows my brain, but seeing those pictures really, mm. yeah. I mean, everybody made this stuff. I mean, I don't know. We'll talk more when we talk about the Cowboy Hall. Of yeah, Fame, just, I was thinking the same. Um, we had Thai Kitchen. What do you think of that Thai food? That Thai food was excellent. Okay, good. Yeah, it really was. I liked it. So my first introduction to Thai food was that place. So every time I've gone <laughs> somewhere else, nothing compares to it. And it's just like, I want better Thai food, but like I can't find it. <laughs> yeah. No, it was it was very good. I mean, like everything was really flavorful and stuff. So Even the Brussels sprouts were flavorful. Were they? Yeah. yeah. That's good. So I'm I'm really happy that y'all like that because I don't think I think I kind of forced going to Thai Kitchen on the agenda. You did. And I'm glad well, that's I fine. Worked it in. Then it we went good. to remember the store, Pete. Your favorite store, Bass Pro. Bass Pro Shop. <laughs> if you're an American, you know about Bass Pro Redneck Shop. Redneck World. <laughs> As is really what it should be called. There's a much better name for it. Just, I feel like I'm in a different dimension. <laughs> it was it was totally strange, right from the get go. I mean. Out outside, you can buy these little swamp raft, kind of rowing boat things, and then you go inside, and it's the quad bikes and it's the four wheelers, pontoon and boats, speed boats, and these gigantic outboard motors. It was a thirty thousand dollar giant outdoor motor, bigger than any of us. Well, we had to put Anders next to it to get some kind of size comparison, yeah. and it was bigger than he was. Oh yeah, for so you, sure. You know it's big if it's bigger than Anders. <laughs> I'm just teasing. That's not nice. I know Anders is not that big, really. And it was just camo world in there, wasn't it? The, oh yeah, everything was available in camouflage, there, even even curtains and a couch. Not a couch, but a love seat. Yeah, we yeah or a recliner. Excuse me. Yeah, it was something like that. Those are camp. Those two camouflage recliners. Yeah, Pete said he's going to buy it and put it in our yard. He told Jennifer that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and then we went into the. Uh, um, uh, hunting section. Yeah. And we were looking at the, these $800 crossbows. I missed out on all that. That must be when the food yep. attacked me and said, you're going to poop. And if you don't make it to the bathroom, you're still going to poop. Because mm-hmm. I had to run. Yeah. <laughs> uh, then we cast a cursory eye over the um, shooting section, which contained everything from little derringers up to sort of semi-automatic rifles. Yep. Um um, well, I think we're all gunned out at that point because we, you know, seen them the day before. Oh yeah, well, you, um, you played a little bit of the hunting video games that I guess are free to everybody, so they entice you to want to go hunt. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, I kept shooting the U's though, um, <laughs> but I'm such a bad shot. I'm just glad to shoot anything. You know, <laughs> women, children, I don't care. <laughs> you know, as long as something goes down. Uh, yeah, we just trolled around there for a bit and. Uh, I think we all investigated the... Uh, oh, I bought a moon pie. Oh, yeah, you did. Yeah, I'd never had a moon pie before. That's, uh, cr- that's crazy. <laughs> well, uh, it was okay. You yeah, know. you had the vanilla one. The vanilla, I don't know. Vanilla's not that great. Mm. Mm. Not that the chocolate one's that much better, but... But we're so used to a moon them, pie. you know. If, if I ever go to another country, I'm going to be in trouble because I already like to try new foods. Mm. I'm a foodie at heart, obviously. But um, yeah. no, foodies have taste. You just like to eat everything. Oh, you're that, a fat, you're a fat kid. Says the guy who doesn't eat vegetables. So that makes me more picky, which then would make me a foodie. <laughs> okay, you're a food. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you, moon pie is okay. Moon pies are cool. Yeah, I like uh, them. Okay. Yeah, we need to. We'll have a rundown of Pete's favorite American snacks later. Oh, okay. I'll, oh, that's okay. <laughs> I got gotcha. you. 
Um, we just kind of hung out there. To, oh, you know, Mr. Anders bought some sunglasses and stuff like Leatherman that. Leatherman stuff. Oh, and knives. A knife disguised as a key, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. that's right. They bought a bunch of knives. They were so proud of those. <laughs> they do love the knives. And I must admit, the one they got for their keychain probably would be very useful. Yeah, actually it would be. I saw that. I laughed at first in my head, and then the more I saw it, I was like, I probably yeah. should man up and just buy one of these, but we're already gone. So that was Thursday. So we did Mexican food. Then That night I went to soccer practice. Pete, I want to thank you very much. He came to soccer practice, and I thought that was really cool of him. The girls got to meet him. They even talked about you tonight at soccer oh, practice. The girls that were at that soccer practice told the other girls how they missed out on you. <laughs> yeah, he brought a friend from England. It's across the ocean. And the Swedes <laughs> and I were back at my place just relaxing after walking around all day. Mm-hmm. I understand. Yeah. I, I was. Pete, I heard Pete laughing a few times as I tried to attempt to do the same drills that the <laughs> 10-year-old girls did. But uh, it was a cool, cool night. Yeah. Um, then we went and had Mexican food. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna let y'all take it from here. What'd you think of the Mexican food? Uh, <laughs> it was okay. Okay, um, there we go. You know, <laughs> I've had spicier. Yeah, quite Maybe strange it's... having having such odd refried beans. Mine are normally more chunky than that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it's nice. Ooh, I might like them better. Yeah, they chunky. like them. They like them really smooth around here. Mm. No, ours are like you get they're done sort of, kind of like mashed up with a fork, that yeah. kind of consistency. Um, but yeah, it's very nice. I can't remember uh, Tecate's beer, was it? Tecate? Yeah, Tecate, yeah. Yeah, okay. Which was lovely until you got to the bottom and it was full of salt. Yeah, uh, they like dip the whole, th- they put the salt around the rim oh, and just go to right. the bottom. Oh, that's right, I had one of those, yeah. Yeah, but, I mean, I always thought that you actually dipped it in the salt and then put the beer in. No. Nope. Obviously, what they'd done is they'd put the beer in and then just ran salt around the top. Yeah. So, so um, it fell in. Hmm. Uh, that that was the moment I had one of the most romantic photographs ever taken of me <laughs> with uh, toasting Jonas, um, gazing yeah. loving, lovingly into each other's eyes. Yeah, they really were. They, they were, were almost man-married that night. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Anders yeah. was really jealous. Oh, yeah. But he was... Quietly eating himself into a coma, wasn't he, on the other side of the table? <laughs> yeah, he, he was. It, it was fun to watch. Um, I didn't even get... I just got a salad that night, a little... Yeah. I was so full from Thai Kitchen, though. I was hurting bad. <laughs> um, that I don't, I don't know. I'm so burnt out on Tex-Mex-style Mexican food that, yeah, I don't care anymore. Mexican food, to me, is like the least favorite food you know i'd rather go do thai food or indian food or something like that so that's just my preference but sure. we're glad you got to try that um wrapped it up and really tuesday night after that right we had a what we played some games or thursday not tuesday night. see i'm so tired yeah thursday night we we played a game of bunning kingdom with Jonas. didn't know that was saturday oh jesus was that friday jesus i don't know i thought me and jennifer played something with them yeah, you know. played Bunny Kingdom earlier in the week, I think. Oh, that's right. Jennifer never played games with them. Never mind. Okay. So, uh, what did we do Thursday? <laughs> you basically just this. you basically just saved room for Friday when we were going to go out and have the best meal of the week. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So Thursday we just chilled after we had Mexican food. Mm-hmm. Oh man, 
Friday was pretty epic. <laughs> Do you like Friday's food, yeah. which was the barbecue? Mm. Yeah, we when the Swedes told me they wanted a barbecue place, I'd heard about this place before because it's one two years in a row like best barbecue in the nation or something didn't you say you saw this on pitmasters or something yeah i saw it on barbecue pit boys yeah they were a finalist on barbecue pit boys or whatever they were just a finalist just a finalist god can you imagine tasting the winner Ooh. and so i found them there was a butcher it was butcher barbecue Butcher Barbecue Stand, yes. I think is what it was called. It's in Wellston, Oklahoma. Which is about 40, 45 minutes away from us. And it was well worth the drive. Uh, and we struck really lucky. Well, they said that you have to get there early because people start lining up. And they don't open until 11. So I was like, you know, we don't have anything else to do. And it's spring break, so who knows how many people are going to be there. So we decided we'd get there about 10 o'clock or so. Well, we end up getting there about 10, 10 or so. We're the first ones there. It's like, sweet. It's like, well, it kind of sucks we're first here because who knows, maybe we didn't have to do this. But get in line, and then you had to drive separately, so you show up. Mm-hmm. And then some other people show up. And then some other people. And then some other people. And by the time it opened, there was a line of 40 people or so. It was long. It was really long. Mm-hmm. I was really... And that was before it opened. And then we essentially ordered a little bit of everything. Not a little bit. Steve's lying. It was a, pound, ordered, of, it was, it was a pound of everything. It was a pound of every meat. Except a big old a couple. thing. A big old thing of baked beans, which were incredible. Uh, they yeah. were apple pie baked beans. Yeah, I thought this is going to suck. Mm. It was delicious. They were absolutely delicious it, it, it had little chunks of apple i mm-hmm. think cinnamon apple even mm. yeah it was apple pie yeah it was it was awesome it was delicious and so we do all that we take it back and there's photos online you can find of it sure and we go sit and like i said we were the first ones to order i ordered we had it the food in less than five minutes is done we go sit down everyone had a beer or a soda that we brought it because we brought a cooler. We didn't know how long we'd have to wait. So sure. so the place was unique. It's almost like a trailer mm. that Basically doesn't, is, that yeah, doesn't trailer. move with a big metal awning mm-hmm. and a bunch of picnic tables. It was kind of, I mean, the time he, it was almost too cool because it was just a little, it had a little chill in the air, but it was nice. It was perfect it weather was, for it. Okay. Well, all right. I'm a wuss. Mm. <laughs> was it too cold? Yeah. I was just a little bit chilly, but yeah. I was, I was the only one, I think. So, yeah, we sat down, sat in the sun, got some barbecue, and it ended up being the best barbecue we've ever had. It was fantastic. Um, the ribs were just indescribable. Yes. They, they were super. Fall I mean, off the bone. Yeah. The, even the sauce on it was incredible. I mean, Jonas said that all I have to do is to look at this angrily and the meat will fall off the bone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that yeah. was I, our whole life in Oklahoma. You always hear, oh, you got to go try Bob's Ribs because mm-hmm. it's really good. And you go over there and you get him and you go, it was okay. Oh, he makes the best brisket. Yeah. We tried every meat. I can say that there was meats I liked better than others. Yes. But you could take the lowest meat ranking and said, Scott, you got to have, let's say that sausage. Mm-hmm. Which I thought was one of the worst meats. Yes, it was still really good. If you said I'm gonna bring you some sausage, I'm like, oh boy, I'm gonna eat eat it tonight. Yeah, Yeah. so it was fantastic. 
And I don't like ribs. And the fact that I ate a bunch of ribs, and I would have ate more if mm-hmm. it was not Andrew's, you guys eating ribs, because I can get this any time now. Mm-hmm. So, good stuff. But yeah, speaking of the line, as we sat there and ate, the line kept growing and kept growing. So, I, uh, Jonas was the one looking at the line, because he could actually see it from where he's at. I'm like, hey, so find somebody in the line, keep an eye on them. I'm just curious how long it's going to take them to get up to order. He goes, okay. So we do that, and then we continue eating, we continue eating, and continue be eating and BSing and just hanging out, enjoying ourselves. Had to be another 30 minutes or so doing nothing, just eating and hanging out. That guy had moved like five to seven spaces. Yeah, it was. So it was crazy. The pickles and onions, the little yes. side dish of those. They were great. I like cooked onions. Mm-hmm. Those are fantastic. They were magical. Mm. They just had a good flavor to them. I know that everybody's... Some, some of our fans are thinking, oh, there goes the Food Blood Bowl podcast. I don't yep. care. This is what we do. This is what we do. Food and fellowship, man, right here on Both Down. Well, the food's been excellent <laughs> since I've been here. Um, I've eaten so much of it. God. <laughs> um, you know, the very first meal I had, which was uh, a hamburger at BJ's in Dallas, mm-hmm. I was... Absolutely stunned by the amount of fries. Oh, yeah. Feed a family of four. <laughs> and that wasn't even a large portion of fries. <laughs> um, now, the food's been excellent, with the exception of probably the sushi. I got you. Um, You're you not going to hurt my feelings. Not that good. <laughs> uh, uh, you know, I've, I've eaten an awful lot of burgers. And... Uh, I think the best burger I've eaten was at Muya. Oh, yeah. That was yeah, good. Yeah, that was fantastic. And the worst burger I've eaten was at McDonald's. Oh, well. Why did you eat at McDonald's? Yeah, we didn't take you uh, there. Because, did you walk over there? Uh, I was feeling very indecisive and just thought, oh, 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 what should I do? What should I do? So I went for like a default setting and just went to McDonald's. Did you walk over there? Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm not going to fly, am I? You know. <laughs> <laughs> In no, the future, I'm... go to Brahms. Much better. Well, yeah. I thought but, they just sold ice cream. No, no they, they have burgers and fries. They sell everything. Do, so. um, That's fine. Let's see. So that was... So then after the barbecue, uh, Pete got to take a trip down Route 66. Oh, yeah, that was fantastic. I never, I never ever thought that I'd uh, be riding on Route 66, you know. Yeah. Um, heading towards where? The Red Barn. The Red Barn, which is an absolutely astonishing piece of engineering work. Um, from the outside, it, it, it doesn't look much at all. But if you go inside, it is, it's, it's an engineering miracle, isn't it? It's, it I'm really glad we stopped mm. because from the outside, you don't think much of it. If, yeah. I, and if I wouldn't have had – I was in a wedding that mm-hmm. was – hosted inside there i would have done the same thing steve and them drove past it yeah i took the swedes like i said we had separate cars so i took the swedes and we saw it i'm like do you want guys want to go there like what is it it's a red barn no it's okay not, it's not something you'd st- spend hours at but right so just to give everybody a reference just in case uh we were in wellston for the barbecue we drove down route 66 for probably a good 10 miles or so we something like that to arcadia to arcadia is where the red barn is known for mm-hmm. Um, 
we, we Ultimate, went in. Ultimately, we're going to soda pops or yeah. just pops, I guess. I think it's called pops. But um, we stopped at the Red Barn. Yeah. They had the gift shop open, which I never really even knew they kind of did that. Might be new. Well, it might have always been there, and I just never paid attention. Anyways, we went upside inside, and <laughs> I think you described it as something the TARDIS or something like it's so big inside mm. compared to how, what it looks like outside. And I think the same thing. Cause when I go in there, that's when I appreciate everything and it almost gets you dizzy or overwhelmed yeah. with the, how the architecture is just, it's like a weave. It's just, it is, yeah, hmm. it, it's incredible. And, um, it has a nice little echo, which I have the, to go next time. I'm up, up the, there then the eight year old in me likes to stand in the middle <laughs> and talk so I can hear my own echo. Of course. But, People would probably go, of course he likes to talk, hear himself talk. So. Yes. <laughs> uh, we did that. We didn't stay very long. And then we went over to Soda Pops where Jonas had the celery soda. And Pops is just a it's just a, a gas station with a little restaurant and a ton of soda inside. It's all the weird sodas. Yeah. And we, unfortunately, we'd already ruined that by going to the other place that had all the weird sodas. So that wasn't that interesting. So then it just becomes a really loud, really busy gas station. So that wasn't that interesting. It was okay. It's, it's a cool looking building. Mm. What'd you think? It, it it was one of those examples of pure sort of like roadside architecture, yes. isn't it? Absolutely. Yeah, there was like a big metal Coca-Cola bottle outside. And if it was at night, it's it's just beautiful at night mm. because that's all lit up, oh, all I've different colors. Been, I've never been at night. Yeah, it's... You should go online, do yourself a favor, and go look at it lit up. Because mm. that lights up with the bands going up. And then the light comes through all the soda in the front of the store. And it's all arranged by color. Oh. So you get the like a oh. rainbow effect of the colors in the front, too. See, I tried to grab one. I was thinking, how do they put all this soda on these glass things yeah. and they don't fall off? And then I tried to grab one because it was a flavor I wanted. And I was like, oh, they're all glued on yeah. here. <laughs> but, yes, it, at night, it's much better. And during the day, it's a neat little place. If you had to stop somewhere, it's not a bad place to stop. Yeah, it's, mm-hmm. it's cool for kids and stuff like that. Mainly so. for kids, yes. The architecture is pretty cool, though. Yes. Um, and then it was off to... The National Cowboy and Western Heritage Museum. Or what we used to call when we were kids, because it was named the Cowboy Hall of Fame. Right. But they tried to change it. Which was um, very interesting. Uh, there's some beautiful paintings. The yeah, the first place we went uh, inside of it was called Pre to West. Yeah, which is a contest that they have every year, I guess, where they get people to contribute paintings or art that are Western themed, and they pick the winner and buy it for the collection, and then the rest are I sounded like they're auctioned off for charity that goes towards the museum. Mm. If I understood it correctly. Or, or just sold. Maybe not auctioned off. but Something along those lines. But there were some beautiful paintings in there. Astonishing. Yeah, there was some that I just... I think Pete really I liked know, the, I, white, the one with all the snow. Yes, I like the Indian guy in the snow on, on his pony. I thought that was wonderful. Because it is very difficult to paint white. Yeah. Because it isn't white. There's so many subtle gradations of color in the thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, that worked perfectly. Hmm. Um, in fact, I, I realised as well that when we went into that Games Workshop store, uh, we were asked to vote on the best painted figures. Yes. And I went for the white one. 
Yeah, you did. Yeah. So and they had a white theme this week, I guess. They, your, your vote counted. Did you know that? No. <laughs> we, we didn't mention it, but we did take uh, him and the Swedes to the Games Workshop store. That's the only one in Oklahoma City. I don't know if there's one in Tulsa. I don't think so. Okay. Uh, it's up by Quail. So we just did that up there. And uh, they had a little painting contest. So he voted on it. And uh, they that the one you voted for actually came in first by oh. one vote. So it was my vote. vote. Yeah, your vote matters. Oh, right. That's what I told him. I'm very pleased about that. (laughs) Anyway, to the Cowboy Museum. A very, very thought-provoking display on the buffaloes, wasn't there? Yeah. It really made me... (laughs) I don't want to sound like a hippie, but it kind of pissed me off. Well, sure. Like, I get it, but... I'm sure a lot of people aren't aware. So Mm. Oklahoma, and especially the West, but Oklahoma... You know, they had a ton of buffalo or bison before the settlers got here. Millions upon millions upon millions. Then they decided we're going to use them for everything. Leather, you know, uh, use the bones for chalk and everything you can think of. So there was a point where they got them down to 325 from millions the, the picture that stood out to me was the one where there's this mountain. And I saw it from across, like this mountain of white with one guy standing up top and another guy below. Mm. And they were smile, They were happy, obviously. They were businessmen. Yeah. And they were just skulls of the bison. Skulls yeah. and clavicles and just the bones of bison. Just tens of thousands of them. Right. And they're all going to be furnished and... The ashes used for everything. Yeah, it was, just, it was crazy. Mm. Um, you know, that rather takes the wind out of your sails when you're walking around the museum and you come across so environmentally catastrophic as that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and thankfully, we went into... There's like a rodeo section, isn't it? Which wasn't yeah. really of much interest to me. No, but, but they did have the Western um, cinematic universe yes, or the western yeah. entertainment uh, area and there are lots of costumes from tons from bonanza and rawhide yeah. everything you can think of movies tv did mm. y'all go into the section where they had um kind of like what it would be like if you were outside in your net na- you know your little sack and stuff where they had the the mannequin set up like the guy was cooking dinner on the back of the of like the wagon no i didn't see what? that section no okay there was was a that section. in the area of the, the town? Not the like Disney town area or whatever. Okay. There was a section where you could walk in and it would have it, it described like all the different type of cowboy, like the buckaroo. Oh the, no. The vaquero, I think is vaquero. what they call it. Vaquero, yeah. all that stuff. And they had like a setup like this is what it would be like if you were out in the the prairies. You know, huh. it had like the the wagon set up and it had like the cook in the back. And it, it just had like a display and it described like what you would have had in your knapsack. And it was just like one blanket, <laughs> you know, yeah. and then later, you know, how they eventually you put your spoons and stuff in there and you pack up your backpack and no, all this I, stuff. I will say that I was very over that museum very fast. I was tired and there was a lot. To it take was a in. lot to take in. And I was just my mind was just like, I don't want to process this right now. We're good. That area was very cool because it, it really mm. did describe like where you got the term buckaroo and why yeah. and this and that. And then it just showed you like different costumes 
what made it different, like down to the spurs. Like mm-hmm. the Buckaroo wore this style of spur because they thought this and this and this. And that'd be cool. And it was also in that section. I think in that same area was all the barbed wire. Did y'all mm. ever encounter no. that? Okay, we must have missed all that. There was an area. Not kidding. A room full of barbed wire, but you didn't know that until you walk in and you see all these like handles. Yeah. And you pull on a handle, and it this big rack comes out with all the different barbed wire. And once again, I'm astonished to think that these people had time to make barbed wire and there was so much competition. Mm -hmm. You need to buy my barbed wire versus yours and stuff like (laughs) that. And I mean, it makes sense. But at the same time, the the whole thing I thought with the Cowboy Museum was like, think fuck. I was not born back then Mm because I'd have been dead. Oh, yeah. Because those are all hardworking people. And well. I mean, you assumed. We would be different, but if we just magically transported back then, oh, I'd be yes, dead. we'd be dead. If you grew up in that, right. of course, yeah, yeah. life would be different. But it was it was crazy, some of that stuff. Yeah. And, oh. and just ew, so much stuff. And then the other thing I took from it was is just the astonishing art on some of the blades and the, mm. and the guns and stuff like that. Just like, I don't know. The it, was, it was very disappointing for me to see the lack of talk about the Indians. Yes, you mentioned that. Yeah, because the first thing you walk in, you see a world-famous statue called the End of the Trail, which is this proud warrior who's on a broken horse, and he is just broken down, just about dead. And it's all about, you know... We drove Indians to Oklahoma from everywhere and said, okay, all of you, I know it's winter. I know you don't have anything on your backs. Uh, March thousands of miles or we will kill you. By the way, you're going to die on the way. We don't care. Get to Oklahoma and go screw yourselves. So this whole statue is just so heartbreaking when you look at it because that's what it is. And then the guide we got at the beginning was like, well, when the Indians were relocated to Oklahoma, mm, okay, buddy. Well, <laughs> there was no mention of that. I know. I think it had a. I don't want to sound a very white perspective. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean, well, it's, it is. And once we get the Indian Culture Center here in Oklahoma, I think it's going to change that perspective. It really proves why we have to have that, right. which I didn't think we needed before. Because I, I, I thought they changed. I haven't been there in ages. I thought they actually made efforts to change stuff and they hadn't i appreciate the cowboy hall of fame a lot more than i did when i was a kid yes so i enjoyed my time there but by the time it was over i was ready to to get on out for sure i i was did y'all see the big map of the united states with all the indian tribes Mm -hmm. before yeah that was astonishing too Mm. just to think i mean just to think of all of it it's pretty crazy yeah so it's not like they were all peaceful. They were fighting oh, against each no, other and everything. I don't but, think that. I'm not th- saying the white yeah. man came in and made it wrecked everything. Well, because I mean, every did, society but... <laughs> well, every society fights. Um, it's just a matter of being more modern with better weapons. You're going to kill the other people, no matter who it is. Hmm. Well, we we, uh, we wouldn't know that being British, would we? No, not at all. <laughs> uh I think you guys. We've never invaded anybody. At least you don't have any history of that. No, No, you're fine. (laughs) A completely incursion. Hell, you have this. You have just as bad a history with other people named Indians. Yeah. So, I mean, the true ones. You know, if you look into any any history, it's always shocking. Yeah. And uh, it's 
it's very interesting uh, with regards to what you're taught in school. It's what you're not taught that is the imp- right. is yeah. the important things. You know, we were taught that uh, it went from the Romans through to Henry VIII, and <laughs> then we did a bit on the Industrial Revolution, and then that that was us done. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, uh, I think the last the last year we did sort of a bit of modern history, which t- touched upon the Second World War. But uh, our darker histories weren't weren't mentioned at all. You know, no. not so much usually. Probably for the best, actually, because it would freak the kids out. You know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Probably so. I mean, it, it is just a matter of getting a base education and then mm. expanding in the future. Um, um. So let's see. After that, is that when we just came back and basically watched the storms forever? Yeah. That is. <laughs> did we did did we eat anything weird? No, we were not hungry. Oh, that's true. So that barbecue, interestingly enough, satiated ourselves for at least twenty four hours. Like I ate the next day, didn't really care about eating the next day. You're right. We were also full. We had some drinks. The storm rolled through. It went just what southeast of us yeah. a little bit. It was beautiful, though. It was one of those, you don't, you don't get these moments often where the big thunderhead forms. You can see all the lightning. We heard one thunder mm-hmm. out of all of it, which meant it was far enough away where we could enjoy the sights. So. Yeah, and when we say the thunderhead formed, we're talking giant, voluminous clouds with just going up into the heavens as far as you can see and tons of lightning. A, but, amazing light show. Oh, yeah. Um. I've I've seen lightning before, but I've never seen lightning like that. It it didn't look real in parts, right? Uh, it looked like some kind of special effect, but they kept flashing and flashing, and then another fork of lightning had come out. Mm-hmm. Then it start again, but it was still going in the first spot. And it yeah, just, yeah. God damn nature, yeah. <laughs> right? Um, the power of it. Yeah, that's another moment where, like, seeing Oklahoma through your guys' eyes made me really... See, I don't hate my state like a lot of people do. I know we have friends who want to move away, and they hate this and that. They have justifiable reasons, and there are plenty of things to hate. Sure, we we have problems, but I also think we have, like, good people here. There's cool things to see. That's anywhere. But I'm so used to so many things. Like, the Thunderhead... We've seen that every summer multiple mm. times and when watching Jonas and An- Anders and you all look at that and like especially Jonas when he said like we don't get to see this where mm-hmm. we're from and I, it, of course it makes sense the different part of the world they have different storms yeah but it it didn't take until I heard it you know and I was just like I don't know that was like a really cool night yeah just to sit around mm. and do that so um so then Saturday Saturday, uh, Eden's birthday was Sunday, so we decided to get together with my family, and uh, you guys tagged along, which was pretty awesome. My, my family thought it was really cool. Jennifer's mom, by the way, thought you were very lovely, oh, so I'm you. just going to pass that along. <laughs> you can get some action. Uh, she's single. She uh, appears to be high maintenance. You think so? Uh, she... You better be careful, Steve. Uh, Jennifer <laughs> listens to this podcast. That's fine. She's very Jennifer, your mom seems lovely. However, she also looks like she's a little crazy. <laughs> All right, Steve. Well, 
All right. Um, anyways. Anyway. <laughs> no, we uh, we went and Hideaway Pizza. It's just a pizza place, but it's one of the better ones around here. Yeah. So I don't I, know what y'all thought of that. I took the all the foreigners to Campus Corner because that's where it is. Took them around OU a little bit, uh-huh. see a little bit of the sights. And then went to Campus Corner, walked around a little bit, ended up at O'Connell's getting some oh, green that's cool. beer. That's a big deal. The O'Connell's place is a really big deal for OU fans or the, the university yeah. down there. They go there all the time to party and stuff. So, but Yeah, and then Hideaway. We, we then we had, had Hideaway. I mean, it, just regular pizza, but it, I think it's good. Hideaway. The best thing about the pizza place was, A, they do fantastic pizzas. And I had a very much needed salad. Uh, oh, me too. There. But it was worth it for Jonas and Anders getting their hands on a pepperoni pizza, which they can't get in Sweden. <laughs> yeah, that was odd too. Yeah. Of all the pizzas, they wanted pepperoni, and they said, our pepperoni is not like your pepperoni, and there's just barely any on the pizza. And right, stuff. and we got them the pepperoni palooza, which has three times the pepperoni, and is amazing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was fun watching them get excited about that. <laughs> oh, you know, because it's something so mundane as a pepperoni pizza. Yeah. You know, I don't think you can, well, I'm sure there are more ordinary pizzas you can get, but... No, the only yeah. thing more ordinary is just plain cheese. Yeah. But people don't order just plain cheese. The yeah. most ordinary ordered pizza is pepperoni, hmm? for sure. Well, for it was here, a, anyways. It was a good pepperoni pizza. Oh, it's really good. I had some the next day because they had the leftovers. Mm. It, was, it was pretty good, pretty tasty. And then after that, we walked over to Hertz Donuts, yeah, which is you, the abomination you... of all donut places. <laughs> yeah. Um, and who bought it? Uh, we all bought a little bit. Yeah. Um, mainly, I told them they had to try the bacon maple long john. Yeah, the bacon maple long john. Did you try that? I did. Uh, what What did you think? It was disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> it was truly abominable. Um, this no. is from someone who loves bacon. Well, you know, I wouldn't mind another bottle of bacon soda, but a bacon donut... <laughs> Only in America, folks. Only in America. So uh, I will state, and this isn't great, but when it's fresh and the bacon is warm and the thing's warm, it's good. It's not great. It's not really right, though, is it? But that it? was so... It was also cold and just kind of coagulated together. Sure. It's just It wasn't as good. So Hertz Donuts is a fat, fancy donut place, for those that don't know. And it's like they take a candy bar and slop it on a not-so-good donut. I don't really like the place, personally. No, it's, it's one of those places you go with the first time, you're like, wow, this is awesome. And you have the donut, you're like, wow, this is really cool. And then after that, you're like, no, I don't ever want to go again. Right. I'm good. It's definitely not, I guess all donuts are dessert, really. But we had we had to take the foreigners. Yeah, I know they yeah. liked it. And they tried a bunch of donuts, which was fun. Uh, that night we played some Bunny Kingdom. I think everybody hung out, and drank a little bit. Yeah, um, went to bed. Then Sunday, Sunday. This is where I I'm out of yep. the picture. We had another, well, we had breakfast. We continued to have breakfast at the diner because Pete loves the bacon. Mm, I do. <laughs> Pete, there's a bacon a theme, isn't there? Yeah. Uh, no, it's a great little diner. Um, I, I like the unlimited coffee. I can't go wrong I think there. he's sweet on the waitresses. Oh, well, you know, me and Sherry get on really well. <laughs> <laughs> they are pretty good nice. Yeah. Uh, the service is excellent. And after that, you said goodbye to the Swedes, and then all of us 
the foreigners and I went down to Dallas. Oh, that was the day that Pete goes, I want, he's looking at the menu. And when she came over, he's like, this is what I want. And they ordered two hash browns. Well, at mm-hmm. this place, hash browns is a big old order. And you're so used to at home yeah. being like a little smaller, like a hash brown patty, like they have at McDonald's yeah. and stuff. She brought him this massive plate of two orders of hash browns. And he was like, what the F? Yeah, it was the longest my hand. <laughs> Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was it but, was pretty awesome. I ate one and yeah. I put a defeat on the second one. Yeah, he gave up really quick. Yeah. Uh, it's a lot of food. But anyways. Then we headed down, we went to the casino. And oh yeah. The by Windstar. the casino, the Windstar, which is quote unquote the world's largest casino. Mm. It has the largest is it still? Game, largest gaming area. Gaming area. That's okay. what it is. It's one it continuous gaming area. An enormous building. Is it not? It's I huge. don't think I've ever been in a place bigger. You know, it's almost like it's got its own climate in there. It, it pretty much is. Uh, an astonishing place. Yeah. Uh, and like you said, I mean, it's pretty much not your thing. No, I, I, I understand. Know, I just don't gamble because I've never had any luck with it. You yeah. know? Most uh, people don't. And I've got enough vices without adding that one. Completely uh, understandable. But it was nice to look around and... Uh, I believe you and Jonas had a flutter. Yeah, uh, he wanted to play the high rollers, mm. and oh, y'all did that. He did. Ooh. Actually, I did. I bet found a machine, and I bet ten bucks twice. No, I bet ten bucks three times. Made back most of the money. I was like, I can't do this anymore. Ten bucks a spin. This is just too much from too rich for my blood. Mm. Um, overall, I lost like twenty bucks. Big deal. So. If you don't mind, that's up to you. It's just yeah. not my thing. Oh, no, I understand. I take 20 bucks in, and when it's gone, it's gone. Mm, <laughs> so. Yeah. Um, so after that, we ended up going... That's when we had Muya. That Muya is a chain. I only know it in Texas. It might be other places. But it's fresh hamburgers, fresh fries, yeah. and milkshakes. Delicious. So good. Mm. Um, then, And then it was down to Dallas, wasn't it? Yep. Went to my brother's so they could take a shower because they didn't want to smell like smoke the whole time on the plane. Mm. And uh, we went to downtown Dallas to the city hall. Do you know why, Scott? I I know why, but I've never seen three people so excited why. And now I kind of want to go by and see it myself just because I didn't know about this. I never thought about it either. Pete, would you like to inform the listeners? Uh, Dallas City Hall is the exterior of the OCP building in Robocop in Delta City. And I think there's a fair amount of mate painting on the oh yeah on the thing, but the actual frontis of the building is as you see in the movie. And it was really cool. Yeah. It's a great looking uh, little it, it, building. 1970s. Something like that. Uh, very impressive. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, we were just visiting a piece of movie history now. Yeah. It was really interesting <laughs> in books, though. you know. Uh, a little bit of Robocop. <laughs> and then it was on to... Real history. Real history, yeah. Um, Dealey Plaza, the grassy knoll. Mm-hmm. Oh, see, I... We went to where Candy was shot. Did y'all? Yeah. See, I didn't... Either if y'all told me, I forgot. But that's pretty cool. Was it weird, or does it just look... Small. It's a really? lot smaller than you expected. Really? Like, all those times watching conspiracy theory stuff and about, you know, how hard of a shot it was... Dude, the the building to the car is like from one end of my house to the other end of your house. Really? It's not that far. Huh. And 
it was you know we got to see the Kennedy Memorial, which didn't really get. It was interesting, but and then we went to the actual location, and you got to see the building. We got to see the knoll. You got to see they have a place in the street where he was shot. Each shot they have a little marker. Oh, that's kind of and different. You you could stand at the exact place that Zapruder shot the film, because they still have the thing there that he shot at, and mm-hmm. it was surreal. Really, is you know it's it's somber, in a way, because you just I mean it's such a big deal in American history. Yeah, there's a guy down, uh, right across from where down Kennedy on the was curb shot, selling DVDs and tapes of his explanation, his sort of conspiracy theory. The real truth. That's what I was going to yeah. ask. Was there a lot of people down there? It, it was. It was what I'd call well attended for a Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. So, what was that guy's theory? Uh, it was down to the federal government. Yeah, we sent Pete down to talk to the crazy guy. Yeah. Well, I I had to go because he looked very interesting. Oh, of so. course. Um, uh, I don't know. Uh, he was definitely in a world of his own when it came to this particular topic. Yeah. He was you know, indicating on photographs and diagrams. And uh, it was all a bit much yeah. all to take in. But uh, he seemed to be very earnest. And uh, I said to him, you know, what in the final examination is your your sort of explanation for it? Uh, it's all down to the federal government. Hmm. Well, you know? I mean, yeah. I mean. Uh, but uh, I am so pleased I went because it, it is a piece of 20th century history. Um, and it was one that was broadcast all over the world. I can remember when it came yeah. on TV. Uh, people say you can always remember where you were when President Kennedy was shot. Yeah. And um, I was uh, off up the grocery store with my grandfather, huh. and uh, we came back, and uh, it also had the effect as well as that that, uh, uh, that they cancelled Doctor Who for it. <laughs> which was the first episode of Doctor Who. Oh, wow. Really? Which had to be shown again the next week. Huh. Because everything was taken up by John F. Kennedy's assassination. Yeah. How old were you at the time? I was about five. Okay. Yeah. And I've never I've never forgotten that. Hmm. It's it's the same with 9-11 as well. Yeah. You can remember exactly where you were and what you were doing. Um, You know, I was at home making some marmalade on toast. And I just turned the TV on to watch the morning telly and thought I was watching a trailer for a movie or something. Yeah, who said that? You know, and then it just sort of like, this is real. And you go, oh my God, you know, Mm -hmm. it's just incredible. Then the horror of it all sets in, doesn't it? Yeah. You know, but I'm so pleased I went to Dallas um, because I took a few photographs and whatever, but uh, I'll, I'll show those when I get back. But yeah. Dealey Plaza, it's it's almost legendary, isn't it? Oh, it oh. is absolutely. You know, I was really so pleased. Yeah, and like like I said, it just it was so much smaller than you expect. Mm. Well, everywhere is. That's yeah, that's true. In, in my experience, is that uh, there are very few things that are larger. Uh, if it's like if you see Stonehenge, for instance, yeah, you think is that it? <laughs> right, it's not that. It's not that impressive, is it? Because these things aren't hundreds of feet tall. Mm-hmm. Um, they actually look quite manageable until you find out how much these stones <laughs> weigh. Yeah. Right. Uh, so what I'm hearing is, is only the inside of the red barn is bigger 
than what you expect. Yes, I was going to mention that because <laughs> that was again that that was astonishing huh. because it did have that TARDIS-like quality to it. Is from the outside, it just looks like a normal yeah barn, uh, but but inside, it just looks huge. Hmm. Uh, and there's this weird dome in there. It's uh, mm. astonishing. And then we got stuck in traffic, didn't we, coming back? Yes, we did. We dropped him off at the airport, and coming back, we just ugh, we hit some traffic of people not merging like they're supposed to, and sat there for a good 40 minutes more than we should have. Well, that's probably Already the Already on a long, long day. Yeah, you guys are uh, real troopers to go down there drop off yeah. sightsee and then drop off and drive back that's i know it's three hours down three hours back but that wears you out yeah, i mean it, just it, does. it does mentally and physically so yeah so that's like, off to you guys legit since then um i was off monday didn't do a whole hell of a lot gone back to work tuesday and today's wednesday and just haven't done a whole lot yeah it was it was <laughs> it was kind of weird to go back to work after having a mm-hmm. weeks-long vacation in my own backyard <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So overall, um, let's go with what's your opinion of Oklahoma? Well, uh, the first thing is if you can't drive, you're screwed. Yes, no doubt. That's, that's the first first uh, thing. As for Oklahoma itself, I love it. Um, I, I, I think I said before, I don't feel as though I'm abroad, to tell you the truth. Right. Um, it's very familiar uh, okay, some things are different. And, mm-hmm. you, you know, uh, light switches work the opposite way. You know what? Yeah, yeah that's you flick song. them up to turn it on. We flick them down to turn it on. What? Well, you see, <laughs> this is why we can never live in peace and harmony. Well, now we have to fight you. Uh, no, but I mean, I love it. I've not met anyone in this state that's not been absolutely as friendly as you like. Um, yeah, really cool people. Um, it's got some great sights. Um, yeah, um, right. I love it. So, is the barbecue the best food then that you've had here? Yes. Okay. <laughs> What's the best beer you've had here? Well, now here's the rub. Okay. Uh, my local in Nottingham is a craft beer place or a real ale pub, as we'd say. Yeah. So I've been avoiding all the classy beers and i've been i've been drinking stuff like budweiser and michelob <laughs> and pabst and pabst pabst <laughs> blue ribbon um so yeah i've been going for the poor white trash sort of beers there you well. go. yeah uh because i don't want to busman's holiday you know no absolutely uh so yeah i've been drinking any old uh stuff has so, anything w- w- what stood is, out yeah grape smirnoff he likes grape smirnoff <laughs> I made him drink one last night. Oh, the girly drinks. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Scott has a fridge full of uh, Alco Pops. Yes, he does. <laughs> Alco Pops is a good name for it. That's what we call them. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, I, I, I've not seen it all, but what I have seen, I've really enjoyed. That's good because telling people at work, like, I have this friend coming into town, he's just like, Really cool artist guy, and he's gonna stay with us for two weeks. They're like, 
you're making him stay in Oklahoma? <laughs> and I'm like, golly, what if they're right? What if he hates it here and just doesn't ever want to come back? And mm-hmm. like, just a bad experience. And like, so I, I'm really happy that like. I think I said to you that I was acclimatizing to village life now. You yeah. Know, uh, yeah. Uh, we we walk everywhere in Nottingham. I mean, very, yeah. You know, so I don't mind walking up the gas station or walking up the diner. Um, it's just what you do. And I don't stray very far anyway when I'm at home. Yeah. Um, I haven't been down off the hill for like six months. You know? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm perfectly happy. I've got a pub up the road. I've got a diner. You know, Good. Walmart's within walking distance as well. Um, Should you set off at the suitable time? I wouldn't do that, but yeah, I guess so. Don't ask him questions. He might have already been. No, I was going to say the crossing the highway, that bridge. There's a lot of... No, there's there's those walk things, isn't there? Not on the bridge. (laughs) No. No. You've got to be careful. I've I've not tried it, but it is doable. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. There's people that do do it. Okay, what else? Um, We have a, a plethora... Of other questions yeah. that from the viewers, but what I think we should do is take a quick break. Maybe that maybe I need to go pee. Maybe okay. I don't. But um, <laughs> we can take a quick break. We could save this segment, and then we can come back and just ask you some questions from the listeners, and then we'll wrap this uh, episode up. Okay. Yep. Do that. We are back with part two, and we're just going to be asking Pete some questions that people wanted to send in. All right, where are we going to start, Steve? Well, usually at the beginning, so. Oh, so I will start. Brendan Smith, uh, he actually came to the tournament, wanted me to ask your name, your quest, and the average airspeed velocity of an unladen swallow. Uh, That is uh, Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Yes, it is. Um... I told him that you'd appreciate that question. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah well, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> you don't have a quest? Quest? I guess uh, at this point, just get home. <laughs> yeah, I think just getting home and to lose the one ring in Mount Doom. That, that, that <laughs> sort me out. That's smart. Mm. Yeah. All right. This one's from David Whitaker. It says, if I remember right, you guys had a draw nuffle competition many years ago, which we did. Came uh, out interesting. It was interesting. We had some cool things. It was it was cool. It was just not very. It was awesome, but it's not what I would actually deem Nuffle in the universe to look like. Oh, what we decided the yeah the little demon with the, the little pants. demon baby. Yeah. I thought that was cool. Anyways, it was cool. Uh, what would be interesting to know what he thinks, meaning Pete thinks Nuffle looks like, and if he would be prepared to sketch him up. I'm sure. We would consider the render rendition an official nuffle. And I actually had this thought when we did the contest, because that was a long time ago. I was like, you know, we've never seen nuffle. There's not even been a hint of nuffle. I'm going to take a chance saying that Pete doesn't know what the fuck we're talking about. I tried <laughs> in that one. Uh, who the fuck is nuffle? <laughs> no, um, I know who nuffle is. I, you know, um, What would he look like? I don't, I, I, I don't know. It's difficult to draw... The, the ultimate being, isn't it? Yeah. Um, you draw you you drew corn in the stands, right? Yeah. Yeah. That was yeah. That that was always awesome. Yeah, but he's a lesser deity, isn't he? I have no clue. Well, you know, he's just a weird guy with horns. Yes. But Nuffle is the be all, the end all. <laughs> is um, that something that you'd like to try to draw out? 
Yeah, I think I'd see him a bit like Galactus, to tell you the truth. Um, no, I, I can see that. I, yeah. I, I don't know. He's an inscrutable force. Uh, yeah, he just exists. Okay. I think he would look like the in-betweener. He'd be half Pete Nifton and half Jervis Johnson. <laughs> okay, I can see that. With like... In the body of Mark... What's well, Mark's? Mark Gascoigne. Gascoigne. There you go. And the dong not... of Long John's Dong Silver. What? The porn star with the big wing. But why? Because he's a deity. Why would he not have a big wing? Okay, fair enough. If you could make anything, wouldn't you be well hung? Oh. That's to imply yeah. that he's not already. Oh, well, never mind. Sorry we went there. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Moving swiftly along. Uh, okay. Uh, Grant, who we also call Spoon. Hey, Spoon. How you doing? Uh, he, he wanted to know, what idea or image did you create for Blood Bowl that was never made it into the books that you re- wished had, if there was anything? Um, no, I think just about everything I did made it into the books. Uh we were forbidden from including certain characters. Uh, Such for, as? 40K. Oh, okay. Guys, absolutely off the menu, 100%. Um, so, meaning like you couldn't have put a space marine in the stands or something like that? Uh, there is a space marine in, oh, okay. in the stands in one <laughs> of the pictures. Um, alongside what? the Blues Brothers, Judge Dredd, and uh, I think Laurel and Hardy are in there somewhere. Hmm. But yeah, um, no, almost everything I did made it into the games. Okay. Uh, all the illustrations. I mean, I I had absolutely nothing to do with the rules at all. Right. Um, but yeah, just about everything I did. Makes sense. All Thanks. right. So Ryan Smith said, "Hi Ryan, if you could create a, a new team for Blood Bowl, what theme or race would it be?" Ah, well, uh, there are plans. Um, I am sketching out a few ideas at the moment, and uh, I'm not going to say because hopefully the product will be picked up and you'll see it in the in the not too distant future. Okay, but they and, are badass. So okay, yeah. And if they're not out in a couple of years, we will get you back on the podcast. And, you're and I can tell, tell you what they are, <laughs> and I'll have an answer for the, uh, you know, the one thing that didn't get put in that I wanted to. <laughs> um, Charles Tornow, I believe that's how he says it. Wanted to know if you've ever played, or if you just enjoy bringing joy to those of us who do. I've never played Blood Bowl. Have you ever tried? Uh, no. Okay. I get a couple of lines into the first paragraph and just scratch my head and think, I don't understand this. <laughs> uh, it's for far cleverer people than I. Yeah, we've uh, tried to get Pete to play some games here, or play pinball, and Pete's just kind of, yeah, I'm just going to go outside and smoke, or read. I'm cool, I'll read. Yeah. There's nothing Not wrong so much with for a gamer. It's what you read. Uh, Holger, <laughs> Bronforf, Alsmeyer. Am I even close, Steve? Holger, Bronforf, Alsmeyer. Who would be his t- dream director for the f- feature film version of his Blood Bowl comics? Ah. Pete Nifton Comics. Yeah. Um, version of Blood <clears throat> Bowl director. I'm guessing. I'm, I have a guess. Who's that? Uh, Mad Max. Oh, no, not George Miller, no. No? No, he's in disgrace after Fury Road. He hates Mad Max, Fury Road, Steve. I don't hate it. I just don't like it very much. Okay. Uh, You know, to be honest, I'm going to go with something really obvious like Zack Snyder. Uh, I love his kind of colour palette and all that, you know. Uh, 
I'm not a big fan of directors when it comes to movies. Uh, I just want to get the maximum amount of action into the thing with uh, a lot of really interesting characterization um, and more violence. Hmm. Um, yeah. So we need Quentin Tarantino to write it. <laughs> but directed it, by Robert Rodriguez. Yes, Robert Rodriguez. That's that the would guy. actually work. That's the guy. Because he has a good eye for everything, and Tarantino's got all the crazy dialogue and the characters. Mm. I don't know about Tarantino. But, uh, yeah. Well, Okay, we'll go with Robert Rodriguez. Okay, <laughs> that works for me. Uh, our buddy Pat Wynn wants to know, uh, he says, I know it's a Blood Bowl podcast, but he's bought Flintlock and Deadlock many moons ago. Mm. Never played more than a demo, but painted up some undead Russians. Your art... He didn't recognize it at first, and then the skirmish scale appealed to him. He has no real questions other than what was your experience working in a different property or company, and the orcs were good guys. Well, they were British at least. Yeah. Uh, overall, I, I really enjoyed working on the artwork. Um, it was a pleasant change from all the kind of like science fiction stuff and Blood Bowl stuff that I'd done. Because I really enjoyed researching the Napoleonic era. I mean, that whole thing was born out of a love of the uh, uh, Sharp books by Bernard Cornwall, and of course the TV series starring Sean Sean Bean. Um, yeah, the elves were the French, the orcs were the British, and then it got increasingly the dwarves were the Germans or the Prussians. Okay, and then it got increasingly sillier as it went down the <laughs> scale um so for those not familiar what exactly was the property flintlock yeah what uh, was the concept it was uh, it was a skirmish game set in an alternative 19th century populated by orcs and goblins okay. elves you know the, the the usual suspects in the fantasy universe sure um yeah the russians were mainly undead uh they worshipped the star wraith Alexander, as I remember. Hmm. And, uh, yeah, it it was a fun time. You know, I, I really enjoyed the artwork. That's cool. Mm. Is yeah. it still around? Uh, apparently so. Okay. Hmm. I, I, I don't have anything to do with it anymore, but uh, I'm sure it's out there somewhere. That's cool. Sounds cool. All right, well, we're going to go to some Twitter questions now. Coach Jeffro, who... You met. Yeah, I met Jethro. Uh, Jeff Gallenbeck. Uh, he said, did you head back to the lazy circles to find the crazy woman bumming smokes from you? Um, <laughs> the short answer to that, Jethro, is no. Um, and uh, I, just find the, I just find the word bumming very funny. Uh, yeah. Because yeah, it has a different meaning in uh, England. Oh, yeah. A little bit. <laughs> is bumming the same as humping? No. Like getting in, in the off? bum. Oh, bumming is anal sex? Anal sex, yeah. Oh, all right. I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah I know what to request now, later. <laughs> <laughs> so, really, oh, if, oh, if, you, Jennifer. if you try to mix things and you don't know, if you say bumming a fag, that's oh. probably not good. I got you. Yeah. Um, no, I haven't been back to the lazy circles. <laughs> she was a nice woman, though, wasn't she? Karen, I think her name was, yeah. And she was, she, I mean, she was lovely. Well, nobody knows the story. You could tell it real quick. You I walk walked in, I walked just in and I'd not even made it to the bar before I was accosted by this lady uh, wanting to catch a cigarette. And uh, I didn't quite know what to make of it because her husband was in the bar. <laughs> uh, I think he liked to watch. 
Well, I don't know. Um, <laughs> you know. So, yeah, yeah, it was cool. Okay. Um, Warhammer Generals at Warhammer G-E-N uh, wants to know if you fancy a visit to South Africa. I don't know if he's offering to pay, but he runs stuff down there. So I'd love a visit to South Africa. Um, I'll go anywhere, me. Uh, <laughs> 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 so pretty much as long as you pay Pete's way, he'll come to your tournament. Um no, I've, I've never been to Africa. Uh, my friend Tim Pollard is uh, either in Africa at the moment or he's just come back. Uh, he was doing a tour researching the battlegrounds of the Zulu Wars. Wow, that's cool. Which is one of his great passions. Uh, so he was Danis Wandala. Huh. Uh, yeah, looking to be having a fine time with his safari hat on. <laughs> you know. Well, you got to have that. Mm? Talk Nuffle Podcast at T L O Y N. They ask, How do you think Bertha Big Fist got her name? I think she got her name because her name is Bertha and she's got large hands. There you go. That seems logical. Yeah, logical. Yeah. Not much to that. Well, maybe no. he was just curious. I'll rest on that answer. <laughs> <laughs> and then finally, Philip Guns at Philip Guns. Real hard one. One L, two N's, if you're curious. He would love to know if Pete has rights to his old Blood Bowl art, and if so, does he have any interest in licensing it for merchandise? Uh, the answer to that is no. Uh, <laughs> Figured as much. Everything that uh, I've produced has always been uh, work for hire for Games Workshop. Um, I have no rights. Uh, and basically with that, once you submit it, they have full rights to it, yes. right? Yes. Because yeah. they either buy it to publish or they pay you a reject fee, right? Yeah. Something uh, along those lines. But uh, uh, no, once once they paid for it, it is effectively theirs. Do you ever uh, get the originals back? Sometimes. Okay. Um, that's, that's, again, it's it's one of those sort of like um, uh, uh, moot points. If you um, ask, I'm sure that they'll be able to sort it out. Yeah. Uh, but uh, no, I don't. I, I, don't have any rights to uh, anything. I don't have anything to do with copyright or whatever. Okay. Uh, he continues to say he would buy a Nifton Blood Bowl t-shirt any day. Mm. We so. agree. I don't know why they're not out there. But I mean, we we'll always There used to be. There used to be a great range of t-shirts out from GW back in the day. For Blood Bowl? Yeah. Hmm. We've yeah. probably just never seen them. I've never seen one. Because yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, he also is curious. I don't know if you remember the image. He says that the image of a goblin raft crocodile piece that's, that's is the, his best artwork ever and wanted to know what the inspiration was. Do you know what he's talking about? The lowdown rat where the lowdown rats are playing all the goblins? You know what I'm talking about, right? I do. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I figured you did because we've talked about it on this trip. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, I don't really. Oh, don't. Oh, this is really oh, this is embarrassing. <laughs> okay. There's one Blood Bowl picture that I really do regret doing, and it's that one because it was a complete swipe from somebody else. Oh. For real? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. Side by side, it was obviously homaged from a painting by a guy called Christos Achilios, and I took it in, and Mike Brunton just looked at it and went, "Chris Achilios." I said, "Oh God, yeah." <laughs> <laughs> so I... yeah. Hey, caught me. I own up to that one. And I am blushing now, folks. I really am. Yeah, wow. Yeah, he is. He's yeah, caught red-handed. 
I'm a great aficionado of swipes because, um, not that I do them, but uh, I subscribe to a Facebook page called Comic Book Swipes. And it seems that everybody, the great, the good, and the not so good, all do it at some point. If you want to be a little bit cagey about it, you can actually describe it as a homage. <laughs> sure. Um, Typically, homages, you will state where they're from. Mm. But, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm still blushing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to talk anymore. Dig myself a hole. Well, it is a very evocative piece. So It is, but it wasn't... It, I can honestly go on record, hands in the air, perfectly honest say, it, it actually wasn't entirely my idea. Oh, that's all right. Okay. I've been caught out. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that, that's funny. That is one of the great pieces, though. Yeah. Uh, do you have any pieces that are your favorites? Um, my my favorites tend to be just the kind of little ones with the, like a certain expression on the face. Uh I think there's one in the Undead issue of Spike where it's just Bob looking really shocked. Um, <laughs> I, I like that. Um, I don't know. Uh, I was looking through some stuff with Scott last night and I was saying, oh, I like that one. <laughs> uh, because after so many years, it's almost like looking at work by somebody else. Sure. Well, that's what I was going to say. I was going to tell the story like last night when we were looking through that stuff, I caught Pete kind of getting lost in his own artwork. Mm. And... I even told my buddy Robert, I was like, it was really fun to watch him look back at that stuff because what I was taking, you tell me if I'm wrong, if this mm. is how you're feeling. I think Pete was looking back at old Pete's stuff and he was going like, damn, I pretty much, that's awesome. I nailed yeah. that. <laughs> wow. That, that one's pretty good too. Like, like, like you said, I haven't mm. seen him in a while. And then you're like. I guess had a deeper appreciation for the stuff that you've done in the past because it well, was good. One thing that's happened over the years is my sort of uh, art style has definitely changed somewhat. Um, you know, back in the day, I, I I used to you know slavishly work at uh, anatomy and uh, uh, the weight of lines and stuff. And with regards to anatomy nowadays, I just fudge it because life's life's too <laughs> short to get your burn Hogarth books out and. <laughs> God, agonize no. over deltoids and pectoids or whatever they and, are and nobody's you know. burn hogarth man <laughs> no i mean the guy did a couple of well more than a couple he did about half a dozen fantastic um how to draw anatomy and dynamic yeah. perspective and all that sort of stuff which are more or less essential for a any aspiring artist that wants to do figure work sure because they do they did break it down into its basic component parts and demystify the body into it's just a machine. Mm -hmm. Forget what it looks like. It's a mechanical device. It has bones, it has joints, and they all work in a certain way. But, uh, yeah, I, I just used to spend hours fretting over, have I got that bicep right or whatever. Yeah. Now I just fudge it. Yeah, but also now you've had so much experience. It's not really fudging. It's just you uh, know how to do it. It's as I said again to Scott last night. It's a ten thousand hours thing. Yeah, you know I've been drawing for over forty years, and uh, that's terrifying in itself. <laughs> <laughs> Still haven't got it right yet. Um, yeah, I've been drawing for over forty years, and um, it is easy when you get into the zone. Yeah, you know I mean. I, the one thing I hate about drawing is when you sit down in front of a blank piece of paper 
and you almost get the jitters because what can I put on this? Mm-hmm. You know, what have I got to do? Where do I start? And the best thing to do is to get a really soft pencil and just mark a line right across it. So you've broken the ice, you've kind of put your footprint in the virgin snow. Yeah. Uh, you're off. It's yes. up and running. There's no going back. No. Yeah. It's no longer pristine. I agree with that. Hmm. <laughs> I, I do agree with that. I mean, a lot of times when I'm doing, like when I did the Death Pass stuff and everything, you know, doing the just character after character after character, mm. I would do that sometimes as like, all right, here's a line. He's going to be standing, you know, in perspective to this mm. line, you know, and then let it go. Mm. So, yeah, I, I, I feel that for sure. Mm. So, I don't know. I, I, I found it really fun and magical to watch Pete look at his own stuff last night. <laughs> did you show him the old slam drawing? The one that's in the book? Yeah. The, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so that Slan, mm. where did that come from? Because Slan is, to my knowledge, even at that time, they didn't really look like that, did they? In um, the 40K? I didn't play 40K, I only Steve, know them so as I the big, know. fat frogs. Did they used to be more athletic and muscular like that? Or is that just my, you? I, I mean, I can barely remember the picture, but... Uh, is, is the slain warrior with football just standing over the the pile of bodies? Yeah. And that is one I of the most that, iconic ones. I think that was just the way I drew it. Okay. Because uh, I don't know. I mean, you know, I've not really looked at Slan for a long time, but I always had the idea that they were kind of like Aztec guys. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, well, well, they were. GW refuses to do anything with them. Like, yeah, he, they are we just talked last dead night about to that, them. Yeah. Yeah, it's so, a shame because they are very popular. Yeah. Um, well, I, I, think, d- I don't know why. Uh, maybe they've got plans for the future. I, I, I honestly don't know. I don't know. Well, they've kind of molded into this, that frog thing that you talked about. But back when me and my buddies, same buddies that played Blood Bowl, when we did Warhammer, the Warhammer role-playing, fantasy role-playing game. Yeah. It talked about all these space gates and stuff, and the slan were aliens that looked lizard-like or frog-like, but they weren't giant frogs. Mm-hmm. They were just kind of like that. You Humanoid know lizard. Humanoid lizard type people. And when the Stargates and stuff broke, that's when it unleashed chaos into the world and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And then they were left behind this powerful civilization that was kind of going away as the rise of man and all mm. that stuff happened. So they were frog-like, but they weren't giant frogs and yeah. that's what everybody makes now when they make new miniatures of slam they're like well they're giant frogs well mm-hmm. they're not no they're they're really kind of aliens <laughs> you know batrachian aliens yeah 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 they're it's just it's changed so much and i don't know your rendition even though there's only like one or two pictures of them is <laughs> is the uh, <laughs> it's the one i love but yeah of course it's my blood bowl. So. Well, I'm not even that. One of the most popular third-party teams out there is J-Bone's Frogs. And he said that that one picture was a huge inspiration for how he did them. Yeah. Mm. Because it was just so evocative. Yeah, he did a lot of them. He worked with Pedro Ramos. Mm. I love and, Pedro Ramos. And, and they definitely looked at your yeah. stuff mm. to get inspiration for that team. So, I, I've said it before, and... <laughs> I've I've said it on the podcast, I believe, and I know I said it privately to Steve. You know, Pedro Ramos is the next Pete Nifton because oh, this yeah, stuff is fantastic, yeah. Yeah. and it's 
that's got some humor in it mm. and it's got some seriousness in it, but it doesn't take itself too serious. Yeah. I think it's brilliant. I think I do too. I don't know how old the guy is or how young the guy is, but have you ever met him? No. Okay. Well, I might have done at the World Cup, but I met so many people right. there, it's 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 hard to keep track of. Yeah, it makes but, sense. Yeah, fantastic stuff. So mm. frankly, I mean I don't mean this as a knock to anybody else, but when they decided to recreate Blood Bowl Mm-hmm. You know, if they can't get you to do it, I was like, well, they should get Pedro Ramos to do mm-hmm. it or something because that guy fits it. But I saw one of his new pictures today and it was absolutely, you know. Was it the referee? The referee with yeah. the goblin or the snotling tied uh-huh. to a baseball bat. Yeah. That was pretty awesome. Which yeah. I just loved. It was just, it had the entire spirit of Blood Bowl in that one picture. Exactly. Exactly. So I'm glad we're all in agree on that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, do you have any questions for Pete? I've been asking him. I, no, I mean like I, personal I, questions. How how big is it? I don't know. How big is it? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a that's call it. back to Monty Python. Say you can do whatever you wanted, mm. art wise. Do your own comic. Do your own. I I don't care what it is. Yeah. What would you choose? I mean, <clears throat> you have the world. The world's your oyster. You can write the story. You can hire somebody to write the story. You draw it or whatever. I think what I'd like to do is. Is basically put a team together and produce something. Okay. Um, you know, I think I said to you last night that I, you know, I, I'm not particularly keen on carrying things all the way through. I'd like to sit down with a bunch of guys like yourself and just hammer out some ideas, do some concept sketches, and then hand it on to somebody else to, to develop it a bit further. Right. Work with um, the group. Yeah. So I think I'd like I think I'd like to direct. I think is what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, there's um, nothing wrong with that. And I've I've long had a couple of ideas which I I know will never ever see print as as magazines, but I would like to do some prints of them. Okay. Um, you know, I think that is one of the most satisfying things you can do with an idea is to distill it down into one quintessential image. Yeah. And uh, that is the idea. Uh, but, again, it's finding time. Well, um, if there are any yeah. aspiring artists out there who would like to have Pete Nifton tell them what to do... <laughs> Bend over. Yeah. <laughs> Not exactly what I was thinking, but... I mean, whatever you like. When I was... Me and Robert and them were drawing, like, stuff that we planned on drawing comic books yeah. for and characters and stuff, I did this I kind of fantasy-booked, like... Okay, if this was around and I couldn't draw it, but I could assemble the team, who mm. would I get? You know, and you know what? One of my guys was always uh, Keith Giffen because oh, I love Keith Giffen. Just, just to have him on there for his ideas and stuff. Mm. Because mm-hmm. as a plotter and stuff, he didn't have to write everything, but just to be there, you know, because that guy has his hands in so much for so long that mm. he, he's amazing. So definitely. Anyways, I used to. I used to fantasy book my own creations and like, this is who I'd get to do this and I need this type of style and I don't want to, you know, I just, I used to have fun doing that myself. Mm. So I think what I like about making up your own stuff is you you can put your own tone on it. Um, One of the things that I, 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 I like is kind of quiet periods and stuff. So when the action happens, it actually happens. Yeah. If you've got constant bang, bang, bang all the time, it it loses its effect. Um, That's why team books were always so good. Because mm. you would have downtime in between issues of, you know, 
the Avengers are just chilling out at the mansion and, mm. you know, organizing the rooms or, you know, working out or something. Mm. That was always cool to me. Playing some softball. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, absolutely. New Mutants and X-Men yeah. played softball games. Yeah. I, 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 All those downtime issues of any comic are just really cool because you're seeing the characters actually be characters. Mm. I always, when I was younger, I always took it as... You know how these rock and roll bands would do the ballad that oh, would God, hit? Yeah. yeah. I mean, like their hardcore fans didn't like it, but no. all the girls did, and it hit <laughs> on the radio. So everybody went and bought their albums for that one song, and then they're like, ugh, you know, because the other stuff was so hard. That's what those comics reminded me of is the ballad time. But in the opposite effect, it, I like those a lot, a lot of times more than all the big bangs and booms mm -hmm. so i was the fan of the other thing too because man if people were attacking you 24 7 uh, <laughs> you just give as up a and superhero go yeah that would drive you insane yeah no downtime to go take a poop or pee or well, it's kind of like a, have a sex life you the, never see that in comics do you? the first astro city with the samaritan how it just goes through his whole day and how he has no downtime mm. so he dreams of flying most ah. powerful person in the universe, but all he wants is just to be able to relax and go fly. Yeah. But he can't. How do you fly? That's one of the things that's always puzzled me. What is the motive power behind flight? What I, is the impeller? I don't know. But it's the one power it like that levitation? everybody wants. The best, the best answer to that, besides like you know magical or mm. mechanical, was Hawkman with the nth metal. Where it was anti-gravity-defying metal. Well, so like Caverite from the first Man in the Moon. Sure. Mm. Yeah, so it allowed you okay, to a little so bit you control can float, stuff. But yeah. how do you power yourself along? Hawkman had wings. <laughs> yeah, so, but still, it didn't sound like... How did, I, let's, I know. That's all I got, man. No, I know. Unless you control magnetic waves or... I don't think anybody has the answer. No. but Superman just does what Superman does because he's Superman. Well, I just noticed a load of people... Flying about on a poster the other day, and thought, how do all those people do it? You know, yeah, are they squirting gas or you know? <laughs> that would be kind of awesome. <laughs> sort of like a balloon, <laughs> like that. You know what I always thought the is flying like, squid. If I shot fire out of my hands, the one day that I get ill or sick and it stops shooting out of my, you know, when I cho choose to shoot it and mm -hmm. it just cuts out, no harm, right? If I did ice, same thing, no harm. Once it stops, it stops. If I'm fucking 5,000 feet in the air yeah, and I sneeze because I'm getting <laughs> sick or something and my power cuts out just like that, I'm falling. You mm. know, that's what I always thought. I was like, in some ways that might be the greatest power, but man, if it ever stutters on you, you're I always fucked. liked the idea of someone could fly, but it was just as taxing as walking. Yeah. So they're like, yeah, I can do it, but I don't want to. It's a pain in the ass. Mm. doesn't get me there any faster. I'm just hovering a couple inches off the uh. ground, and I can, ooh, hover and walk. Big deal. I have dreams that I can fly. I think, I know every, I think everybody does. But not, not I like, never have. Not like fly like Superman, but like, you know how you see like the astronauts on the thing kind of just propel themselves mm -hmm. and kind of glide? Yeah. That's how it is in my dreams. Um, and it's like at times I feel like oh I could do this here and then I can just kind of oh this is oh and then I'll I'll be like this like I'm pushing through water and stuff hmm. I don't know I know this is way off subject of Blood Bowl but well, I don't know. 
inspiration has to come from somewhere. I know. So why not your dreams? Oh. I don't know. I don't remember my dreams most of the time. You don't? Nope. That's because you're psycho, man. Yeah. <laughs> That's fine. I mean, I'm not going to disagree. All right. Do we have any... Uh, I guess we're wrapping this segment up. Do we have any uh, any other knowledge you want to spout out to people? Anything you want to say before we uh, let you go? The only thing I'd say to everybody is just be excellent to one another. Wild Amen. Stallions rule. Amen mm-hmm. to that. It's wild Stallions rule. Is that some old quote? Don't look wow. at me funny. I don't know this. San Dimas High School rules, dude. No, San Dimas High School football rules. That's right. A song by the Ataris? Oh, it's Bill and Ted. <laughs> oh, okay. I've never seen Bill and Ted. What? Oh, Lord. I'm sorry. Jeez. I, I've never seen Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Or Ziggy the second piggy, one. Ziggy Piggy. Ziggy Piggy. I only know. Of, <laughs> is that what that's from? Yes. I've heard that before. No, Napoleon is stuck at an ice cream shop and it has the Ziggy Piggy. And they're like, what is the Ziggy Piggy? And it comes out. It's this giant bat of, vat of ice cream with bananas and everything. And then he's just chowing down. They're going, Ziggy Piggy, Ziggy Piggy. I've and never seen it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> There's a band called the Ataris who have a song called San Dimas High School Rules. Right. And that's the only way I know that song. Or even know that subject. So. Wow. So that's where that's from. That's sad. Yeah. Those are I great thought this movies. was about a cool high school, and now you're telling me it's from Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Yeah, those yeah. are legit great movies. Okay. I didn't like Keanu Reeves for a long time. I don't like Keanu Reeves. However, those are legit great movies. Okay. That's fine. All right, so we're just going to go Stallions Live On or whatever. Wild Stallions Rule. Wild Stallions Rule. All right. Okay. Be excellent to each other. All right. Okay. Pete, Good night, th- guys. Thanks for coming to Oklahoma Bowl. And uh, we'll be right back with some shots. And now it's time for the shout outs. Shout out! And that's what everyone's waiting for. Of course they are, Steve. It is the best part of the show, according to at least nobody. At least nobody. That's that's wonderful. At least zero people have said that to me. Really? Mm-hmm. I bet you somebody out there actually finds it fun. Maybe. Mm, at some point. At some point. <laughs> I bet if um, J- James Roofer still listens to this show. Right. He's too busy playing Scrubs. <laughs> the person playing that Jimmy on Scrubs. Right. Um, I bet he would like it. Oh, I'm sure. So, folks, uh, when we recorded with Pete, I believe that we wrapped that up about a Thursday. And then we had just a little bit more time with Pete. But we're not going to actually tell you the rest of that story. Because we're going to save that for our full Oklahoma Bowl weekend wrap-up next episode. I have a feeling that episode is going to be super long. Because well, if we have to go through, not have to, if we choose to go through all the stuff we did with the Swedes, like... We are both going to have to really try to just hit details really tight. Maybe. Which is, which is not, not what we do. Our good, we just don't do that very it's well. It's also the internet. If you don't want to listen, don't listen. Oh, look at Steve being all like, we don't need all you That's, people listening. At the very beginning, we we're like, well, should we keep it one hour or two or... And then after a few episodes, like, you know, we're just going to do whatever we do. I thought it was, we just got lazy. Well, that too. It helps. <laughs> All right. What shout outs we got, Steve? So first off, do you want to give a shout out to the World Cup organizing team? They did allow us to have the World Cup team and pitch at Oklahoma and Spiky Cup, which was amazing. Those are really cool. And 
you know. Like, was, I didn't, I was like, what the hell is this doing here and what is it? <laughs> and then I was like looking at it, I was like, this is really good. Yeah, it would have been nice if we'd gotten it sooner, but Michael was nice enough to bring it to us. I That's thought it'd okay. be nice to take some photos around oh, town. Oh, you mean, but, yeah, I gotcha. And um, it went to Rot Cup, which is either the weekend that you're listening to this or... About to be about, the weekend. Or before. Or, or right after. It just depends on when we put it out. Um, probably if you're listening to this, you've missed Rock Cup. Probably. Or it's this coming weekend. It's As we record today, it's it next is weekend. seven days away. Yes. And we do have a t-shirt to give away from that. So, Ooh, from Rock Cup or World Cup? World Cup. Oh, contest yeah. time? We will have a contest. I think we'll save that for next episode. Okay. But just let you know that we do have a t-shirt, I believe, extra large. Wow, that means only four people are going to write in. No, it's big enough for a lot of people. <laughs> Anyways. Um, but yeah, I just want to give you guys a shout out for that and to let you know that's coming up next time. I'd like to give a shout out to Lance Swanson. He sent some really awesome little uh, scatter templates with both down on it. I guess those were 3D printed, I assume. Cause yeah. That's, everybody's going to have that except for me very soon they're gonna be this creating awesome things except for me because i have children that will never go away well you know you are an artist and you can download zbrush for free i could I'm, you could I'm start also, I'm sculpting very, i'm very lazy I, I know that very lazy i'm still enjoying like the soccer games were canceled today oh because of all the rain because all the rain nice. and i was just like i'd really like to watch my daughter play but at the same time it was just nice to have a lazy day I've really done nothing today except sleep. <laughs> it I, is. I cleaned the kitchen. Ooh. Yelled at children. <laughs> That's just required, I think. <laughs> and me and Eden built a couple little um, anime robot model things. So. Oh, yeah. You bought one of those down in you know, Dallas. Those, yeah, yeah. When we were down in Dallas with Pete. Yeah, we bought. Uh, she was really happy I bought those for her. She paid me back, and then we built them today. So That's cool. Yeah, you'll hear more about that next episode. Do you have any more shout-outs, Steve? I want to give a big shout-out to Chris White. He's the Bromley BBL commissioner, and he was able to assist in getting a lot of stuff from GW headquarters to us oh. that we also used to surprise Scott for his birthday. Yeah, that was pretty clever of you all. I got some coffee mugs and some shirts. And Your coaches that you wanted? The coaches I wanted. That that was really cool. Yeah. And it was so. just kind of lost in the everything else that was going yeah, on. Yeah, I even forgot kind of <laughs> that my birthday was that Monday. Yeah. Andrews and... <laughs> Andrews, yeah. It was, it was just... Uh, but yeah, I, he was very nice. He went to Warhammer World and was like, you guys want anything from here? I was like, yes, we do. But... Most of the time when I ask people for stuff, they don't follow through. So <laughs> I understand if you don't. And he goes, no, man, I'll get I'll get stuff. What do you want? I go, okay, well, also, um, I want a lot of stuff. So if you don't want to get it all, that's fine. He goes, no, just tell me and I'll get it. That's really cool. I want two of everything. <laughs> I want two uh -huh. of every cup, two of every t-shirt that fits us, two of every <laughs> button set, every lanyard and all this. He's like, I'll see what I can do. Because no one won't ship those mugs to us. Well, I understand. I mean, what if they... It's just... They're sturdy, and it was it's awesome. It's probably expensive. To he say. did a great job. It was expensive, and he was nice enough to you know, cover shipping because he's a fan of the podcast. What? I know. Chris, you're amazing, dude. I'm pretty sure I sent him some stuff out. If I didn't, let me know, and I will send you some stuff out. 
Pretty sure I did, though. <laughs> well, if you don't receive some, just let us know. <laughs> Steve will get We've been, you. as we've said, very busy. Oh, so. man. It's, it is nuts. A <laughs> um, couple of shout-outs. I know this sounds really stupid. Just a big thank you for Pete for coming because... He didn't have to, and it was really nice. Big shout out to Jennifer, who became Pete's buddy on this trip. I think Pete hated leaving her more than he hated leaving us. Well, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. Her and him bonded. She had a dream, not kidding, last night that I left. I told her I had to get called into work or something, something like that. Mm-hmm. Anyways, you know how y'all surprised me with the Swedes and Pete? Mm-hmm. We surprised her with Pete, and he was just coming back, and he's going <laughs> to stay for a long time. He was naked in a birthday cake. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they were both naked for I some didn't reason. say both. Who said him? Oh, just him. No, she was, her and Pete kind of like had some kind of a weird bond. Uh, maybe it's because they both like coffee. I don't know. There was a lot of that. And it was good timing sort of too because she was off work because of spring break. Yeah, so it was really good. Yeah. I think she was the 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 beauty to his beast. She calmed him down. I just Wait a I second. just automatically think of the critic Beauty <laughs> and King Dork. <laughs> no, they just got along great. She even said like we bonded. Yeah. And I was like, oh, how? <laughs> and she was all shut up. Yeah. We, we were just bonding. Yep. I'm like, okay, I'll just leave it at that. I mean, if it happened, I mean at least it's Pete Nipton. It's Pete Nipton, right? yeah. I mean, he could just sign it and I mean, get a tattoo. <laughs> just sign it and get a tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> Property of Pete Nifton. Uh, Anyways, we, we great, do have... Great stuff. Uh, Pete is currently still working on some uh, commissions that he got down here. Um, but we do have some of the prints left. So if you do want a print signed by Pete, they are 11 by 17, I believe. They are 11 by 17. They're and signed. They're, Signed for ten bucks each, and typically in the U.S., shipping is going to be five bucks, so twenty-five bucks for one of each. And then internationally, I can let you know. Yeah, definitely let us know. All the money's going to go to Pete. So, yeah. um, you know, I think those were a big hit at the the com- Dude, uh, they, at the they're at the amazing weekend. I can't yeah. Even talk. Yeah, they're great. I almost looking. said the con because it feels like a convention. Con. No, like a. Blood Bowl convention. No but, doubt. I mean, it really felt like that this year. Yeah. Because Pete's there drawing. Robert's running around taking pictures. We had a cosplayer. We did. I mean, it really felt like a con this year. <laughs> and um, I'm sure we'll get more into it when we do the full wrap-up. But huge shout-out to Dustin Parsons for donating all the teams that he oh, painted. Yeah. No, we'll give Dustin his comeuppance next We time. were able to raise 700 Well, we raised like... Six hundred and eighty dollars, six hundred and seventy for charity, and then I upped it to seven fifty total oh, to donate. Cool. So it's just nice to do something good for people. This is what we do, folks. This is what you can do: build your community. You'll have great stories like this. So yeah. And speaking of stories, I think this is it. Right? I think this is the end of the story. For we'll right wrap now. this up for now, and we will be back probably, like I said, in a couple of weeks with the full wrap up. Sounds wonderful, Steve. Thanks for listening, everybody. Oh, you're supposed to say goodbye. Goodbye. You can follow Both Down on Twitter at Both Down. You can follow Scott at Fat Finley, F A T F I N L E Y, and Steve at Kilowog 2814. If you want to know if your team name is Both Down approved, 
send a tweet to at BD approved. If you'd like to email them, the email address is bothdownpodcasts at gmail.com. Or for more information, you can visit them at bothdown.com or at facebook.com forward slash bothdown. Sandy, the size go for Baruch!